Welcome to It's Super Effective. This is a long episode and there are a lot of new listeners, so let me just break it down before the intro music starts and everything gets into it. If you are looking for our talk on Pokemon Go, you're if, if you only want to hear about Pokemon Go, if that's what brought you here because Pokemon Go is so crazy right now and there's a bunch of Go stuff everywhere, you're going to want to jump to the 43-minute mark. Around there is when our Go conversation starts. Now, if you're coming from a different place, if you're coming because I interviewed WWE superstar Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed of Up, Up, Down, Down, you're going to want to jump to the hour and 25-minute mark for that interview to start. Otherwise, it's a normal episode of It's Super Effective. We start... Travis, Will, and I start off off off-topic for about 15 minutes. We move into Pokemon news, which is going to cover your Sun and Moon stuff and a little bit of Pokemon Go stuff and some Pokemon tournament news. That's the first half. Then at, like I said, around the 43-minute mark, we're going to go into Pokemon Go and our thoughts on that, the three of us sharing our thoughts and our feedback. Then at the hour 25-minute mark, that's the interview with Xavier Woods slash Austin Creed. And then after all that, we wrap up with our Pokemon of the week. So hopefully you guys enjoy this longer episode. I would love to hear feedback on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast if you liked the longer format or if you just want us to stick back to the hour, hour 15-ish format. Would love to hear your feedback. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. It was a blast for me to record. I really, really enjoyed doing this for you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoy listening to this episode as much as I loved recording this episode. Thank you so much and enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 225th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today, I have Will. Sorry, I couldn't be here. I was out collecting Pokemons. Were you? All of the Pokemons? Well, maybe like 10 of them that appear in my neighborhood. (laughs) Okay. All right. In the good old DC area. We'll get to that in a bit. We also have Travis here with us today. When I tell people that know me in real life that I have not played Pokemon Go, the look on their face is not surprise, nor is it bewilderment. It is one, suspicion, or two, what you said is not logically consistent with who you are. It is like the fact that I have not played Pokemon Go, and yet I am also me, means that there is something wrong with the state of the universe. <laughs> well, we'll get to that too of why. Travis hasn't played Pokemon Go. If you are a new listener to It's Super Effective, welcome. The Pokemon Go boom has boosted every podcast in iTunes with the word Pokemon in it. So we are flattered that you are here. A little bit about the show. We've been around for six years now. We just hit our 600th review in iTunes, which is fantastic. Thank you to everyone who took the moment, uh, who took a couple moments to review us in iTunes. It means a ton. Uh, this is your normal trio, normally. Myself, Travis, and Will. Sometimes we are joined by Logan, or sometimes we are joined by Micah, or sometimes we are joined by 
welcome other special guests in this episode particularly is that a word particularly yeah sure yes i'm making things up in this episode we have an interview with xavier woods from wwe also known as austin creed from up up down down if you follow wrestling at all most wrestlers have mul- multiple personas i flew out to austin's house last weekend and i sat down and we we talked for about an hour and that's been recorded and edited and that will be at some point in this podcast i'm not sure how long this first segment will go but there will probably be a buffer before the intro music that you probably heard where you need to jump to if you want to just listen to that uh but really cool guy even if you don't like wrestling the interview itself is fantastic it mostly talks about his gaming history and and what it's like to be on the road as a gamer and stuff like that. So might want to check that out. If that, if that's what brought you here, great. If you're just a new listener because Pokemon Go, we're going to be talking about some Go in a bit. And if you're a normal listener of it's super effective, well then you know just strap on in because this is going to be this is going to be an episode of sort sorts. With that being said, we normally start off our episodes a little bit off topic for a bit just to get the wheels turning. That's normal. So. Before we jump into nothing but Pokemon, Will, how was your weekend? Uh, well, it didn't. It started out a little rough because I set my alarm for midnight on Thursday night slash Friday morning, so I could start that download of the sweet, sweet Monster Hunter. And it turns out they didn't release it at midnight on Friday morning. They actually released it at noon on Friday for digital download. So I was up for like an hour and a half from midnight to 1.30 a.m. for no reason at all. But I did eventually get the Monster Hunter, and I've been playing the Monster Hunter. That's pretty much been my entire weekend. The the Monster Hunter is good? Uh, I mean, I at this point in time, I can't tell the difference between uh four ultimate and generations i know they're in there and you know there's obviously some obvious differences and the fact that you can actually play as the cat is a huge difference but in general the gameplay is pretty much the same as four ultimate well you're just i've been enjoying it you're doing the normal hunting style because there there are three others and you have not dabbled in those because those are those three others are kind of the newer things added that is correct i have been uh doing guild style which is more of the traditional um because they the the thing they've introduced is the hunter arts which are kind of like alts you you true gamers will know what an alt is which they've never had before as far as i know yeah that would that would be the first i've yet to pick up the monster hunter i'm a big monster hunter fan our slack community there's what 20 30 people in the monster hunter channel yeah yeah since it's a game about collecting things um it tends to have a a good overlap with the pokemon community (laughs) (laughs) i can't understand why unfortunately um you do actually kill the monsters in monster hunter and then brutalize their bodies post-mortem you can't trap them (laughs) oh that's true that's true i i've never done that that. just uh, you know that just means that that you have chosen to do this you could have been merciful to these creatures and yet you you have not spared the life of a single monster <laughs> uh, i'm also not good enough at the game to actually trap them although oh, so it's just it's just easier to kill yes <laughs> yes it is actually meat is murder Mur- murder murder is the easy choice <laughs> travis what's uh what's new in your world you were not last week because you were in canada still no no you you uh, came back I was I was in uh, I was visiting my parents and and grandparents because my grandparents were in town. But yeah, I wasn't on last week. 
but in terms of my weekend, I've I've had a good time. On Friday, I uh, I just took my microphone out and did some little field recordings. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, but it just sounded like a fun thing to do. It was a nice day, so I recorded some just some noise at the at the park and then uh, outside my apartment. And that was kind of fun. I haven't really done a lot of that sort of thing. And I, like I said, I'm still not sure what I'm gonna do with it, but I'll think of something. Wait, wait, wait. You 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 didn't record yourself talking. You recorded the no. environment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was a little confused at first. I thought like maybe you were like watching for birds. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, yeah. I went out and I was like, uh, "Hi, I am a reporter with uh, Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I would like to know what you think of the Pokemon Go video game." And no, I didn't do that. So what you should do is put on a gallery show with your photographs that you take on traditional film and with your audio recordings to accompany the photographs. Well, It'd be I, very like, I moody. Record, record this, the, the sound of the... The photo? Well, the sounds oh. that are occurring while the photos are exactly. taken. Exactly, yeah. Or you could go out and go... Be interesting. This blue jay has flown onto the branch. It is now looking for berries. Uh, we, have to be, we have to be really quiet. There is a robin nesting above me in this uh, field recording. So, um, no, no sudden sounds. Oh, God! Flew away. I'm all <laughs> ASMR'd out now, man. I have to look at left ear. Ah. I have no transition from that. You could go to another topic i could go to another topic yeah my my this this last week has been the longest week for me and also the fastest week i don't know if you guys have ever experienced that where maybe it's because i feel like i felt like i've uh, i've done so much this week and i'm thinking how did Mm -hmm. how was i able to fit all that in but at the same time it all seemed like a blur like it's weird to me that this time last week I was getting off a plane in Atlanta and somehow I interviewed a WWE superstar. I like spent the day with him. We drove around and shot video and then the next day I was on a flight back and Pokemon Go came out so I was trying to fit as much Go in as possible but on top of the servers being down doing these mini journal reports that I was I've been doing plus like editing video which is something I normally not I normally don't dabble in I'm I do the podcast I like the audio only it's easier to work with but it just felt like a really long week for me and here we all are what are you using to edit the video with final cut yeah final cut 10 nice so I've used premiere I, I premiere's fine it's great but I don't I've just more familiar fam, familiar with final cut and since I'm, I took certifications for it a while back. When I was in school, in film school, I my area of study was film theory, but I still had to take some production and editing classes and things like that. Uh, and most of those I either took my freshman or senior year. And in the middle, it must have been my sophomore or junior year, they switched from Final Cut to Premiere that the classroom uses. and And it was like... When I said, oh, I, I, I didn't know we used Premiere, everyone was like, we've always used Premiere. 
like no one remembered that just like three years ago they were using something different and i don't like what happened that year that they switched that no one had a memory of using final cut whatever (laughs) like episode of the x-files where they're all just brainwashed it's more more twilight zone than x-files i think that's fair that's fair because x-files x-files would be like there's all of these video editors are dying and scully is like well clearly it's just a coincidence they all died of heart attacks and Mulder's like all from cardiac arrest on the same day they're all 16 years old unlikely and then they go and it turns out (laughs) there's like uh there's a cyber werewolf uh, that's jumping from computer. That would be the X Files, sure. <laughs> or or Buffy, man. I mean, those shows are basically the same thing. So wait, when you were in Atlanta, Steve, you got to meet with um, Jack and Drew and Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I gave a shout out to them in one of the journal reports, maybe episode four. But yeah, I arrived in Atlanta at about nine. 30 a.m. ish my flight out of out of o'hare was about six so you have to go forward in time plus it was about an hour and a half flight first time in atlanta i arrived uh was waiting for my friend alex who was flying out of minnesota and uh, his flight was a little late so i ended up waiting at baggage claim for about an hour then we ubered to the hotel where i learned that atlanta has a huge highway system like it's seven lanes wide and always backed up apparently i missed the memo that atlanta has bad traffic got to our hotel they let us check in early because most hotels don't let you check in at three but they let us check in at noon and then we walked around cincinnati park which is actually centennial park i just keep saying cincinnati so that was that was something that people made fun made fun of me all weekend for but that's fine that's you know that's that's what I do is get things wrong. Prior to this, uh, Kevin actually reached out and said that he, he, if it would be cool if we got lunch, and I said, totally, like, I'm always down to meet at Super Effective Listeners, and we ate at Burger Fi, Burger Fi, I don't know, Burger Place, but yeah, he was don't, really- Don't ask me, it's not here in D.C. Uh, he was really cool, yeah, we then went to the Coke Museum and walked around and tried a lot of, I don't know if you guys have been to the Coke Museum, but when you go- well, Travis doesn't drink soda, so probably not the best museum. I occasionally drink soda. Oh, I thought you were making up these facts about me. I thought you were ca- ca- no caffeine, Travis. That is correct. I don't have any caffeine. Well, okay, so if it's like the... I'll put it in, in terms our, our listeners will understand, because I assume most of them are uh, children. You know, if I have an exam in the morning and I just really need to go, maybe I'll have... Uh, or, or or if I need a late night to, to cram for an exam, I'll I'll have a Coke. But that that's the only only if I'm like working late or something, you know, it's really late and I'm still not out of work and I'm going to like fall asleep. I'll like drink a like a cola. And that is the extent of the caffeine that I ever have. But you do enjoy non-caffeinated sodas from time to time as well. Correct. Like the Sprites, the ginger ales, <laughs> the root beers, root beer. the root beers. So, yeah, when you when you go to the Coke Museum. They hand you a Coke right when you walk in, which is like, great. Yeah, I, I signed up for the right museum. This is awesome. 
Do I have a option for uh, uh, cherry Coke Zero? Uh, they only had regular Coke. Well, no, they had regular Coke. They had Diet Coke. There is no way they only have regular Coke at the Coke Museum. I want you to start that sentence over, please. <laughs> they had three different Cokes you could grab when you walked in. They had regular Coke, Diet Coke, and I believe Coke Zero. No cherry Coke Zero? No deal. So they they give you, they hand you a Coke, they filter you into this room where a presenter says, we'll be in this room for six minutes, here's the history of Coke, starts pointing at all these old diner things and how Coke was five cents, and then after 20 years they raised Coke to six cents, and that was outrageous for people, but people still bought it because they loved Coke. And then they push you into another room that you could actually sit down in, it was like, a, and they they had a 4K screen, very high def, very big projector, and they showed you this propaganda video for Coke. It was designed to like make you feel emotionally attached to the beverage that they handed you while you walked in. It was a good video, but and then after that, you were on your own, and they had like a they had a 4K theater where, you know, like that SpongeBob thing where they blow water or air at you or your seat vibrates and they showed some pretty lame movie about Coke Secret Formula. I'll spoil it for you. Coke Secret Formula is you. You're the you're the secret. Uh, and then they That's had obnoxious. Cut this part out of the podcast. It's the most <laughs> awful thing I've ever heard. I don't want to subject our listeners to that marketing garbage. Yeah, it was real corny. They, they had a area for Coke art. They had, uh, you could walk through like a Coke bottling plant. And what was really cool is the Coke it was making and bottling was the Coke they handed you when you walked out of the area. Now, that was only Coke because bottling machine can only bottle one brand of Coke. But you'd walk, you'd walk through the bottling machine, watch it bottle. And then when you were leaving, that's where it was spinning all those bottle, bottled Cokes out. So you would, you would take one when you leave. Anyways, the coolest part of the whole museum was they had a beverage tasting area. So it was broken into like North America, Latin America, Europe, Asia, Africa. And then they had stations all around with fountain drinks of the Coke products provided in said areas. So in like Latin America, you could get like blue raspberry Fanta or I think Asia or Europe had pineapple Fanta, and I guess those aren't available in America. I could be slightly wrong in which Fantas are region-specific. They had a whole bunch of different drinks. And going back to the presenter who said, well, you know, Coke was five cents, and then they raised it to six cents, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he, was, he went on to say that when you get to the beverage tasting thing, there's this brilliant beverage called Beverly, and it is the world's greatest soda, and it's only available in Britain, blah, blah, blah. And so that in in the room caused a bunch of chatter, like, oh, Beverly, Beverly, did you, we need to try the Beverly, Beverly. And uh, <clears throat> Kevin and Alex both have been to the Coke Museum, so Alex hasn't, they both haven't been in, in, in quite an amount of years, I think five or six years, but Alex and Kevin looked at me and they're like, Oh, Beverly, yeah, Beverly, and I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta try this Beverly, like, <laughs> this is, this is it. So we go through the rest of the museum, and then we go into the the Coke tasting area, and we, I think we start with like Latin America. So we're just trying everything, and it's a lot of like, oh, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is flat, this, you know, it's, <laughs> it's funny because 
after like I probably tried over 30 different beverages there, maybe even more. But after like beverage, like 10 or 11, you're really like, man, I'm like full, like my stomach kind of hurts, but I paid money to be here and I need the first time in history that Steve Black Jr. has been fully hydrated (laughs) (laughs) from Coke products alone. (laughs) We, We get through all the stations and we ended at Europe. Where Beverly was at Europe. So we ended at Europe. We're going through. Uh, Also, they had an American station. I don't know why you would want... Like, they had Coke, Diet Coke, Tab, Sprite, Surge. It was just... Why would anyone go to the station? We all know what that tastes like. But anyways, we we go through the list. And I was like, well, I just want to get it over with. I just want want to try the Beverly. And they're like, no, no. We got to do it all together. We got to... The best for last. And I was like, yeah best for last so we tried everything from europe and then we we rinse our cups because there's a little water tab we rinse it and we fill it up with beverly and it's it looks almost like a sprite except the less bubbly i would say when i say it looks like a sprite it's a clear soda yeah and uh we we all took a sip and instantly my like the expression on my face went from like Oh my god, this is it. This is Beverly to like, what am I drinking right now? It was so bad. Haven't we already talked about this on the show? I am having... Oh, I've never heard of this before. I am I am having not deja vu, because I know what that feels like. I am certain we have talked about this on the show. We, I, it was... we talked about someone else with it, but the, someone else had said the exact <laughs> same thing about Beverly as this like disgusting... It was beverage. That's probably not disgusting to the people who like it. It w- have you have you guys ever had Tab? Because I think Tab is a pretty bad soda. Tab is one of my favorites. Oh my gosh! So I Wikipedia lists Beverly as a non-alcoholic apéritif. I don't know what an apéritif is. Apéritifs or digestifs. I don't know how to pronounce Italian. Are drinks typically alcoholic that are normally served before apéritif or after digestif a meal. Okay. So I, I look at Alex and Kevin and I go, what did you do to me? And they they both kind of had like the disgusted look on their face. That might actually be French and not Italian, just to <laughs> cover my bases. <laughs> actually, I think it is. And they were like, yeah, this is really bad. And I was like, you you guys told me it was good. And they were like, and they said, oh, no, we knew it was bad the entire time. But the gimmick of the Coke factory is they build up that the soda is great, but no one actually likes it. And Beverly, uh. Beverly is is bad. It's it's like a clear tab, but not cola e. It's hard to describe. So you took all that time to tell that awful Beverly story. And now I can't tell my Coca Cola story. Yeah, my story was probably better. <laughs> as long as you know. cut out like ninety percent of it, because we've been in this call for over half an hour, yeah. and you have an hour interview that you've already recorded, and we're also supposed to do uh, news talking about Pokemon Go for a while, and then Pokemon of the Week. So uh, I think I think let's this... get things on the fast track here. <laughs> and I just wanted to ask which out of Drew, Jack, and Kevin who was the cutest, but whatever. Too late for that now. <laughs> We'll say that if 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 I, I I apologize if I spoiled the worst soda in history, but if you're going to the Coke factory, build up that Beverly is a great beverage like everyone else, and just have that moment with your friends. 
Uh, but the Coke factory is 16 bucks. It's worth it if you're in Atlanta. But speaking of stuff that is worth it. Was that your transition? Because that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. I'm not even going to cut that now. I'm, whatever. Pokemon news. Uh, first bit of news here is if you are in the America, the United States. The Pokemon Sun and Moon Steel Book Dual Pack is available on Amazon. It is an Amazon exclusive. We talked about the Steel Book was at one point exclusive to Europe. For those of you that don't know, for $89.99 American dollars, or if you're an Amazon Prime member, it's $71.99, you can get both Pokemon Sun and Moon both games co- together in a collectible steel book case. The outer art of the case features legendary Pokemon Solgaleo and Lunala. The inner art of the steel book features some of the, this is what it says, some of the Alola region map. Normally, you're paying $39.99 for a game. You're, that's twice. That's about $80. bucks. you you are paying $10 more to get those together in a steel book case. If if you're one if you're a person that buys both copies might be and you're a collector this might be the route to go. Well, if you buy physical copies as opposed to digital, which is pretty much all I do anymore. Yeah, I buy the digital as well. So, some other news here is Pokemon Go is available throughout most of Europe. I read the list of countries off in the last journal report. If you haven't listened to that, but as of this recording. The game is still not available in Japan, Latin, and South America. So those are kind of the big regions still missing the game. Which part of South America is not Latin? I'd... Central America, you would still describe as, as Latin America, but not South America. Okay. <laughs> you also wouldn't describe anything south of Mexico and yet north of South America as North America. I, I, typic- I think I think people typically would consider North America just Canada, States, and Mexico. Yeah. I don't know. Is Guatemala in there? My mapology is not good. What about your vexillology? Or vexillology? I never know how to say that word. <laughs> it's pretty also weak. I don't even know what that word is. Study of maps. Similar Ooh. to geography. Related, at least. Vexillology, I think is how you say it. There's a fun one for you. Bust that one out at <laughs> the dinner table. <laughs> Some other news here is... New Pokemon-themed home menus will be included in the upcoming Pikachu Special Edition new Nintendo 3DS XL, which is going to be released in Japan. Also, a new theme featuring Solgaleo and Lunala will be released in the Black Solgaleo slash Lunala limited edition new limited edition new Nintendo 3DS XL. What a, what a name. It features both these legendary Pokemon. A theme featuring Pikachu will be released with the yellow Pikachu-themed new Nintendo 3DS, it features Pikachu with different expressions, neutral, winking, sleeping. As previously reported, these systems are going to be released in Japan on November 18th, the same day as Pokemon Sun and Moon. Pre-orders starting as soon as you listen to this podcast. The Solgaleo Lunala Limited Edition 3DS will be released in Europe, Russia, Australia, and New Zealand in November if you live in those regions and you're in the market for a new, new 3DS, what a terrible name! <laughs> but it's but it's not new. It's new. That's yep. You are correct. Do you guys like Darkrai? I do not like Darkrai. 
Please oh. skip to the next item. All right. Well, never mind. Let's skip this news. <laughs> That's the sound of the, the, the news train. We just got to keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. <laughs> well, Pokin Tournament is still a thing, and Darkrai is going to be playable in Pokin Tournament. All right. Next, next item. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the arcade version. <laughs> And therefore, the news item lost relevance. <laughs> uh, it and will be added. Come to a complete stop. <laughs> please keep your hand. Please do not stand until the vehicle has come to a complete stop. I didn't know there was all this Darkrai hate. Uh, it will be added to the arcade Dark version. Cry is great. You know what's not great? Uh, three-hour episodes. Let's get moving. You settle down, Travis. It's technically not <laughs> three hours for you since an hour has already been recorded. We got to milk these just- new. You know, uh, uh, one of us, uh, well, sorry, two, sorry, Will, two of us are, are, are thinking about the listener, okay? Steve, this <laughs> isn't about us. <laughs> it will be added to the arcade version on July 20th. No details about the Wii U version have been revealed. From what I've heard, there was no plans for additional content for the Wii U version. Correct. New Japanese trailer for Pokemon Sun and Moon shows off new features. We might have to spend a little time on this because there's actually, this is our last news article, but there's a bit of information here. Rowlet, Litten, Populo, Populio, and Pikachu were shown using some kind of new special attacks in the trailer. Pikachu's special attack was included in one of the images in a sneak peek of new features, which was released with the last major trailer. In order to use these special moves, the Pokemon's trainer bracelets glow, and then the trainer makes a number of dynamic, dramatic, sorry, I guess dynamic would also work, poses. Uh, dance moves. Right. You could have dynamic dance moves. I'm just saying. Well, that- it'd be very happy. <laughs> very <laughs> difficult to have static dance moves. It'd be very avant-garde. <laughs> the, the energy flows from the trainer into the Pokemon, and a diamond appears in front of it bearing a color and a symbol corresponding to the Pokemon's type. Only after this does the Pokemon use the, quote, powerful-looking move, end quote. I wonder if this is kind of like the beauty stuff or the movie theater stuff? No, I think it's it's a uh, change away from Mega Evolution. You think? Uh, yeah, it's an, it's instead of that, you get, like, the superpower move, the, the burst move. Okay, all right. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but okay. Additionally, the players were shown riding several different Pokemon using harnesses. Specifically, they were shown riding a Tauros and a Stoutland on land, a Lapras and a Sharpedo on water. The ability to ride Stoutland was included in one of the images in a sneak peek of new features, which was revealed in the last major new trailer. The trailer also shows off a new mode similar to Pokemon Ami, in which players blow dries. In which, play- <laughs> in which players blow dries their Pikachu with a hairdryer shaped like Porygon 2. There's also an icon on the screen during that mode that indicates a player can brush their Pokemon. The trailer also reveals the menu, which contains the following icons. Pokemon, Pokedex, Bag, Save, Trainer Pass, Pokey Refet, Pokey Refret, seemingly a shortened version of Refresh, appeared to be the new mode similar to Pokemon Ami. Furthermore, two new Pokemon were revealed in this month's Korra Korra. Mikikuu and Kitterugama appeared very briefly in the trailer. We'll get to those. Also of note that Eevee only has eight evolu- 
evolved forms in the Sun and Moon trailer according to the Pokedex, so no new Eevee evolution will be introduced in these games. At some point, people thought a new Eevee evolution was coming, but as of right now, it just shows that Eevee has eight evolutions. I don't, I don't know where that came from. Do you think that in the in future generations they'll only add an EV evolution when there's a new type added? Uh, I think anything is possible. I I, I like it. You yes. I don't see why they wouldn't do other EV evolutions. They've already they already have eight, right? Why don't you just keep going? But maybe they're very picky about the design of those. They just could never get them right, so they just never make it into the game. I'm not sure. Uh, let's talk about the new Pokemon here. Focus on uh, Mikikuwu. Now, these are Japanese Mimikyu. names. Mimikyu. They're Japanese names. I am confident they will be changed for more English, easier-to-remember, pun punny names like all Pokemon are. Is the, is the Japanese name, the fact that it sounds like Mimikyu, and it is a Pokemon that mimics... It, is the Japanese name a pun based on English words? Uh, according to Bulbapedia, which that whole article was read from, Mimi Mimikyu may be uh, derived from the word mimic. Cool. Uh, it's really cute, and I love it. Yeah, this it's is a ghost fairy, right? The first ghost fairy, from my from what I recall. Yes, be the I first believe one. you're correct. Yep. Mimikyu is a small Pokemon whose body is under a veil. Only its beady black eyes are visible through holes in the body of its disguise. Its true appearance is unknown, but the veil it wears resembles Pikachu. The cloth itself is yellow with black-tipped ears. The face consists of black eyes, red cheeks, and a squiggly mouth that appears to be drawn with crayon. It also carries a small stick resembling a lightning bolt to create a tail for its costume. That's actually (laughs) really cool. It just wants to be loved. It's so <laughs> sad. I wonder. It wants to be loved like Pikachu is. But it can only do it if it changes who it is. It's known as the disguise Pokemon. I'm I'm curious if there will be if this Pokemon will have other disguises. I, I think its ability is is called disguise, isn't it? Yes. Its ability so, is disguise. I just mean like how Rotom looks different or Cast Form looks different if this like, if you could go somewhere or do something to change what Pokemon it's mimicking. Not that it needs to mimic all of them, but it would be cool if it had, like, a couple different options. Like, oh, here's a Cran Squirtle costume it's wearing, or here's, like, a, a Togepi costume. You know, the Pikachu costume is great, both cute and a little disturbing. I would just be curious if it had different veils that it wears. That would be the correct word, yeah, veil. Yeah, that, it's my suspicion that that will be the case, yes. It'll be some sort of not quite a Ditto, not quite a Zoroark type of thing. Yeah, this this really, when I saw this, is really like seemed like the Rotom of this generation. To me, it seemed like the Zoroark of this generation. <laughs> but Yeah, Zoroark, though, like it has that, it has Zorua, where Rotom is just Rotom and it has different forms. That makes sense. I don't know. And I guess cast form is the Rotom of generation three cast form. Yeah. Generation three. Or was that generation four? <laughs> I, I think cast form was gen three. Yeah. Cause it was the weather that was introduced in the weather Institute. Yes, sir. 
as long as we all can agree that Camerupt is the Gen 3 equivalent of Buffon. <laughs> what? I just thought I just thought I just thought it would be funny to make the biggest stretch I possibly could and also do it backwards. But no, I don't think that I don't think that uh, that this makes I don't think it makes sense to say Mimikyu is the Zoroark of this generation because Zoroark is the Lucario of its generation. And this is nothing like Lucario. <laughs> That's true. I got to side with Travis on that one. I just meant because it's the whole deception thing. It's like the whole ditto descendant type deal. No, I don't know. I don't know. Kidder, Kidderguma, Kiddergama. No name. Big, cor- weird bear looking thing. No name corrections here. I did, no idea. It is a normal fighting Pokemon. It is the bear tick of this. Ge- it's the Ursa ring of this generation. I don't know. It's just a bear. Uh, it no. Kidderguma is a black and pink Pokemon resembling a bear. Its legs and the front of its body are black white while its head back and tail are pink across the top of its head is a white band with two tufts of fur on each end this white marking gives it the appearance of wearing a headband with decorative ears it has a short white muzzle with triangular black nose with a triangular black nose the pink paws on the front of its paws and the white digital pads on its hind but it has short <laughs> it has a short tail with dark pink rings and it knows the ability fluffy and klutz i don't know if you know what those are offhand travis but the origin klutz i know fluffy i don't okay uh, it seems to be based off a of bear it also has some traits in common with red pandas such as its tail and muzzle and ears kidder guguma may be based on the word kuma which means bear in japanese i think fluffy must be a new ability uh yeah there's no Bulbapedia text about it, but do you want to you, you want to describe what Klutz does? Yeah, it just makes it such that any held item doesn't work um, for so the Pokemon with Klutz. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I should have been more specific. <laughs> it is few. The the uses for it are few and far between. Um, you could put it on, uh, and I mean this does happen sometimes, but. So like so, Lopany is an example, right? Limber is probably a better ability because it prevents uh, paralysis. But you could conceivably think of a Lopany with Klutz that has like a Burn Orb or a Toxic Orb and uh, Switcheroo. I think it's, I think that's the item swapping one that Lopany gets, not uh, Trick. Uh, and then just use Switcheroo and give your bad item to your opponent and it doesn't matter what you get because you have klutz so even if you get like choice specs on your physical opony it won't matter but still on the whole klutz is not a you're more often going to find it as a detriment than a boon this pokemon this bear i don't know what about the design but it almost seems like it doesn't fit yeah it's not as well drawn <laughs> yeah it's 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 really flat yeah yeah it is and maybe that's just like the scan or just the angle that the core core picture was given mm-hmm. and it's obviously not going to be flat in game because <laughs> right yeah it's 3d well, now um, but, but even but, even in the video it's like basically like featureless it's supposed to be a teddy bear so i understand why although it's also supposed to be like a red 
Panda. Carly and I were talking about this and how confusing that is, but but it's supposed to be sort of like a teddy bear. So it sort of makes sense that it's not hyper detailed because those things are typically like cutesy, but it's like not featureless enough to seem like it's on purpose. Do you feel that this is the Teddy Ursa or the Cub Chew? Or the Pancham? Right, where we're we're going like this is stage one. I can't I can't imagine this bear is just a solo thing that it doesn't already evolve. Seems- it already seems large, though. Yeah, I, like like at, at at least it looks like a middle evolution. But do the, I don't think Pokemon has ever shown a middle evolution first, have they? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Pikachu. But I want to. Well, that doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I don't think that this thing evolves. I think this is a one-off. Right. Right. Because. Because it doesn't seem small enough to be a first stage thing if it evolves. And obviously, and, and I agree, they're probably not going to show a second stage thing on its own. So that would lead me to believe it's a single stage Pokemon. Just like how, um, I don't know, something like Drudigan. It doesn't look like a first right. stage evolutionary thing because it doesn't evolve. It sort of just looks like a second stage because it has no evolution. This similarly looks like a st- second stage Pokemon, but it's probably just a single thing. They might they might have showed Go-Goat before they showed Skidoo, but I could be wrong. That might be the only exception of a second stage being shown before first, but I might be wrong on that. I do want to Pokemon, I couldn't hear you. They might have shown Go-Goat before they showed Skidoo. They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. They definitely did. That's a good poll. Are you sure? I think what they... do you, what what do you ride in uh in Lumio City? Go go. You ride go go. Oh, all right. But I think people saw Skidoo in like a screenshot, but they officially didn't talk about Skidoo, but they showed Go Go at first. And then some people were like, "Oh, that's the Pokémon in the screenshot." And other people were like, "No, that one's way smaller." And then they introduced Skidoo after. But this, so going back to the Pokemon's design, we all kind of agreed that it was like simple and flat. And I don't want that to come off as like bad because, like, if you look at Voltorb or Electrode, they're extremely simple Pokemon and they're not bad. It, it seems like this Pokemon could be either have more of like a iconic design. And what I mean by that is. Obviously, when you see Voltorb or Electrode, you know exactly what, like, boom, yeah, that's Voltorb. Or it could be, it could be, like, lost in the shuffle, and there's, there's no Pokemon I could say without offending one person, because the one Pokemon out of the 700 that I pick that I say lost in the shuffle is going to be somebody's favorite. But I'm going to say, like, Lopunny, because I believe for the longest time Lopunny was lost in the shuffle until it got its Mega Evolution. Yeah, the only really commentary you heard about Lopunny's is people not liking it. <laughs> so all I would say is right now, seeing these Pokemon scanned from the pages of a Japanese magazine where we can't even read the text around them is so far out of the context with which they'll be presented in the game that it's really hard to judge at this point in time. And then when you see it, how it's presented in the game, it may make absolute perfect sense for where it appears in the game. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, yes, I'm, I'm sure we'll get an official trailer or something 
we haven't gotten an English trailer with these two Pokemon. They were only just shown in a Japanese trailer. I'm not sure if they kind of delayed news because of because of how well Pokemon Go is going. They kind of just want to keep that gravy train running. Our gravy train needs mashed potatoes stop. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to load up on Savory and talk about the Pokemon Go. SBJ here to tell you guys that we actually, at Super Effective, have a Patreon. If you want to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective. Patreon.com slash it's super effective. This sounds like an ad because it is. If you want if you want to support It's Super Effective, we would really appreciate that. We try to do a lot of cool things. We try to travel places. We try to do new stuff like Mixler or video content or adding more stuff to YouTube or getting new microphones to people or trying new services out. In order to do all that before, that would come right out of my pocket, which, you know, is no big deal. I love doing the show. I've been doing it for six years. I love you guys listening. But with a little bit of support, it helps me do more. It helps me get out. Maybe I can hit up another live show. Like, I only applied for PAX West because I had the Patreon money to, if I got accepted for the panel, which I did, it's in September, we'll have more details for that. Uh, I could use that money to actually travel out, set up a meetup outside of PAX for fans that didn't go to PAX, speak at PAX, and get you guys a live podcast from PAX. I wouldn't be able to do that without you guys supporting the show for Patreon. So for as little as $1 a month, not only do you help support It's Super Effective, but you also get access to our Slack community. As of this episode, our Slack community has over 200 other Pokemon trainers that listen to the show. And inside that Slack, we trade, we battle, we talk about Monster Hunter, we talk about our gold channel, we talk about other parts of the community, whether that's movies or Pokemon or Pokemon Shuffle or Japan Culture or Mitomo. We have a lot of things going on and it is an, it is an amazing bunch of people that for only $1 a month, you can hang out with them too. We have other reward tiers as well. If that's something that is of interest to you, head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and support us today. If not, if that's not for you, totally cool. It's super effective. We'll always be free. The patronage is just something that we welcome. Enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back from our first break here. We're going to talk about some Pokemon Go. If you've survived the first 45 minutes of the show, well, welcome. (laughs) Here we are. Pokemon Go is a thing. I am level... 17 in Pokemon Go. Some of you might scoff. Wait, at... trainers have levels in this game? Oh I... yeah. Okay, so this is this is this is gonna be awesome because Travis has not played Pokemon Go. He doesn't even have a phone that could run it. Correct. Will, what level are you? Eight. Okay. And I am level 17. I should be higher. I know, I know. People are like, you run a Pokemon podcast, you're not even level 20. Let, let me point out that I lost two days of progress because Pokemon Trainer Club accounts were down, and I had to switch to a Google account. But then, when Pokemon Trainer Clubs came back two days later, switched back to Trainer Club, because I put money into that account, and I put money into it for one reason, because I hate myself, and I need to spend money. Two, I, needed, I wanted to report properly on what I could buy with said money. And I didn't play at all yesterday, because it was down. But 
I did tell a really good story about the cops coming to the park I was at on the fifth episode of my journal reports, if you want to hear that story. So Travis is probably going to be in the position of asking Will and I questions and getting some more impressions. For the most part, you, you, if you guys listen to those other episodes, you kind of know my thoughts and feelings on Pokemon Go. I like it a lot, but probably for... I like it for reasons I didn't, I didn't expect going in. Yeah, I was going to ask something. I won't ask, like, mechanical. I won't ask questions about the mechanics and things because you talk a lot about that in the general reports, at least in the early ones, about as you were going through and learning the different mechanics. And also, people probably already know that. But I wonder, as someone who hasn't played, does the vibe of the game... It does it, is it, does it feel like a good game? Does it have the vibe or feeling of a pokemon game or do you like it for different reasons will do you want to go first well yeah that's a tricky question to ask i think yeah it's got it's got a good feeling that of being the pokemon game what i find really interesting too is how uh steve was not excited for pokemon go and how excited i was before it came out and how we have completely switched (laughs) (laughs) positions pokemon go was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I played Ingress and didn't like Ingress. And for the most part, it is pretty much Ingress. But you like Pokemon. I like Pokemon, and I think your question is a good question because it was pretty much, do you, do you feel that it captures the, the feeling of Pokemon? And I, yeah. I think it does. And I think that's, that is what I wasn't e- expecting. I was expecting Ingress with a Pokemon skin, and that's what we got. But there are more. It's so like subtle how how they do things, but it does feel very Pokemon. There's something there, the same that Pokemon Shuffle has, where one could say this is just a Candy Crush clone, or this is just a Puzzles and Dragons clone, and it is. But there was, a, I don't know how to describe it. There was that 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 same thing in Pokemon Shuffle as in Pokemon Go. There's just it's it's there's just something there. Maybe it's as simple as it's just because it's Pokemon. But I think it's more than that. Well, because both Pokemon Shuffle and Pokemon Go take the mechanics of another game, but add a structure around them that feels like Pokemon. I mean, I haven't played either Pokemon Shuffle or Pokemon Go, but I've heard um, both of you and other people talk a lot about both of them, and I know that in Pokemon Shuffle, there's this whole thing of well, if I do this challenging thing, I'll get be able to capture a legendary, and maybe that only happens every once in a while, or, you know, there's isn't there like even type effectiveness in Pokemon Shuffle from what I yeah. remember hearing um, that maybe the main mechanics of the game are identical to what it's based off of but i think it sounds like pokemon go has is basically ingress but has enough of that pokemon structure around it such that it feels less like pokemon flavored ingress (laughs) and more like ingress flavored pokemon is is that would that be a fair yeah i think uh i think a good example would be in Pokemon Shuffle, and Will Will can probably agree with me here, is they would do 
every Saturday Meowth would come and you would get you would get coins from Meowth if you completed it. And then every yes. Saturday or yeah, every Saturday, Saturday is Victini, Sunday is Meowth. There we go. Every Saturday Victini came and you would get five times the amount of experience. And if you miss that, it almost felt like your heart sank a bit because they both provided <laughs> they both provided something of value that only happened at a certain time. And that goes for the same in Shuffle with when they did like event Pokemon where you could only get Kyrium this week and we're only given Kyrium to the top, you know, 5,000 people. Usually those were stones, but am I far off, Will? Like, those came and came and gone. Oh, absolutely. They have the weekly special stages and then the normal stages that are always there. When you miss that, you 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 felt like you missed a, a, something of importance. And obviously a digital Pokemon is not that important. But when you're trying to fill out your Pokedex, which both games have, when you're trying to fill that out and when you're trying to... When, when they make Pokemon actually rare, I think that's, that's the feeling I love. And so when, mm-hmm. when Kyrium comes and goes and Shuffle, you're just like, I don't know when it's coming back. It could be a month. It could be two months. It could be six months. Like Deli Sort of that uh, wandering legendary feel, like right. the, the legendary beasts or the, yeah, uh, the yeah. gym trio. And, and like, I, I, I think Delibird only came around around Christmas because obviously Delibird is like the Christmas Pokemon. But going back to Go, I was out at Lake Park walking, walking around with friends. There was seven of us in a group, which which the last time I had seven people in a Pokemon related group that we all liked Pokemon or we were all doing something Pokemon related was like nationals three years ago. So that in itself was really cool. But there was a point where we were walking down the path and somebody said, there's a Dragonair that spawned at those two Pokestops at the end of the park. And I was like, Dragonair. Yeah. Yeah. We need to go. And we started walking quickly over there. And all these people were running. Understandably, I get it now. They were all running to that area. And people were screaming like, Dragonair! Dragonair is here! And all these people were running. And it was insane. And I was like walking quickly. And I got there. And I'm looking. And one of the seven people in my group was like, Dragonair, it's on my screen. And, And they captured it. And I didn't get Dragonair. Like it didn't show up for I was I was too late because I didn't run. And I remember that. And I remember that now. And I remember feeling terrible then. And I was and it was like the same feeling in Pokemon Shuffle where you you missed like oh I was I was traveling for the weekend and I mixed missed Meowth and Victini and that like that was something I look forward to, or I missed Kyrium because it was last week and my my DS was being repaired. I really hope you put sad music over that part, because like <laughs> I was, I you know you had your delivery, you had me. I was I was feeling <laughs> for you, man. Yeah, and 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 I, and there was a there was a point where I moved my car and I came back. 
I parked kind of far and I was like, well, it's getting dark. I don't want everyone to walk to the car. I'll move my car. And I came back and everyone was like, oh, you missed Rapidash. And I was like, oh, like my heart sunk. Like, oh, like I've been out here and outside for four hours. It was it was all great. Like being outside with with 300 other people, 400 other people. There were literally that many people down there at Lake Park because it's just one of the best places where there's enough Pokestops. And it was just like, oh, you guys all got Rapidash, but because I was, you know, a half mile away moving my car, like I missed that window of opportunity. And I think a lot of people get that with certain Pokemon, even if they weren't, even if they were only a Gen 1-er and they only know Charizard and Blastoise and, and Pidgeot. I think they get that feeling of, oh, oh my God, it's, it's Meowth. I remember Meowth. Like, they get excited because they caught Meowth, and that extends to, like, rarer Pokemon. And I think that is what Pokemon Go invokes in people. Of it almost, it's, it's almost like rarity of Pokemon matter in Pokemon Go. Whereas I don't feel they matter in the main series game. And that could be an extreme, but at the same time with with RNGing and the ability to duplicate and how it's so easy to get shinies and breeding in general, breeding in general. Yeah. Breeding in general of like, Oh, I'll just pump out, you know, 200 Psyducks and then just put them on the global trade. It's almost like there is rarity in Pokemon go like, yeah, you see a lot of Zubats. You see a lot of Weedles. You see a lot of Pidgeys like that makes sense. But I've only seen one Dragonair and it was through other people's phones because I was too late and I the game's been out for over a week now and that was the only instance of Dragonair I saw and I missed it. I haven't seen any Dragonairs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, that was a very long-winded answer to your question, but I think I think that's that's that moment I described is is which obviously I couldn't describe in like one or two words is is why I got why I love Pokemon Go now, and yeah. that, and I don't think if I don't think if somebody's experienced that they they might stand, sit like oh I just went out and it was kind of boring and it's an okay game, but like that experience is what kind of sold me on it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How much of so you talked about not liking Ingress very much? How much of the difference between your enjoyment of Pokemon Go and Ingress, do you think, and we sort of already covered this, is because Pokemon are in it now, and how much is because now there's actually a lot of people that are playing with it, and chances are you will just run into someone who's playing it. Will, did you play Ingress? I did not play Ingress, no. Have you encountered anyone in DC playing it? Since I pass by six Pokestops when I'm walking uh, my dog every day, yes, I've seen other people approach the Pokestops and give them a twirl. So, yes, I've seen them. I have not talked to anyone. <laughs> okay. And uh, one of my neighbors actually there invited go. me to go go out, like, last night to go downtown to go hunting for Pokemon, and I politely told him no. Oh. Oh. Dude, I got a marathon to train for. I that's, can't be going out at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think my my problem with Ingress was I came in too late. Uh, Ingress only had red and blue teams mm -hmm. from what I recall and when I logged in I actually remember the day I installed Ingress I heard I heard the guys might have been from Giant Bomb 
talking about Ingress and how one guy was still playing it and how you know it was super enjoyable and really sold he really sold me on the game so I downloaded it for, for the longest time Ingress was Android only and then it eventually came to iOS I downloaded it I was actually moving that day so I was going back to my old apartment a lot to like paint and clean and I was like well this well, this would actually be a really good time cuz I'm traveling between my my apartment and my house and I'm going to the hardware store and I'm going to Target like this would be a great time. I downloaded Ingress and I set it up and the first thing I noticed was the extreme battery drain which Pokemon Go has. If if you're playing Pokemon Go, you probably have a battery pack in your pocket. But everything in the area was already taken and it was taken at such an extreme level that I would have to play the game a lot and for a while to even get close to help take those points away. Just like gyms in Pokemon Go, a gym could either be blue, red, or yellow. And if your Pokemon is strong enough, you can start chipping away at it. And if you're with your team in Pokemon Go, uh, your team can help you chip away at it. So mechanic-wise, real quick, in Pokemon Go, if there's a level 4 gym, that means there's, there's 4 Pokemon. When you take out those 4, that means there's 3 Pokemon. When you take out those 3, that means there's 2. You have to bring it down to 0, and then you can leave your Pokemon there. I'm pretty sure. I've only battled gyms like four or five times. But if I go into a battle against a level four gym, they have four Pokemon. I have six. Because a gym, when you do a gym battle, you have six Pokemon. And then if I'm starting that battle, anybody on my team can join me. So it really becomes a three versus one plus the backup Pokemon I have, plus the backup Pokemon they have against theirs. So it's actually really easy to overpower a gym, especially if you're with players of your own team. In Ingress, when I signed up, I didn't know anyone else who played Ingress. And I looked at points that were taken, and I was like, there's no way I could, I could take this. Like, I, I'm, like, everywhere I go, I can't really do anything. And that's probably because yeah. I came in two years too late. Pokemon, I started on day one. So now when I see a gym, it's like, oh, that gym's like 1,400, and my highest Pokemon is 1,000. But at least I have the... At least I know... I could either go in with teammates because I know people on my team. I'm on Team Mystic, by the way. Or, like, I know I could get there in a day or two. I could get to that level if I really worked at it. So it's it's almost like I want to encourage everyone to, like, play Go now and not sit on it. Because I don't want you guys to feel like I felt with Ingress where, like, oh, where, like, you finally want to bite the bullet. And it's like, oh, now it's too late. Everyone's so far ahead. Not that I think that's going to happen, but it could Oh, yeah, because so, the, the Pokemon that people leave at the gyms are just going to get higher and higher CP, and then you're not going to be able to take them down. Unless you are in a group. Yeah, I, well, I guess. How long do you think it'll take before it becomes not very fun to the to the new? Because, I mean, I'm asking for selfish reasons, because... Um, so uh, Carly, my significant other, is getting a new phone and she wants me to play Pokemon Go enough that instead of selling her old phone, uh, she's <laughs> going to uh, mail it to me so that I'll have a phone that can actually play Pokemon Go, among other things. Does it look like the power level of Pokemon and gyms is rising to the point where even in like a month that it'll be pointless for me to play? It's a hard question to ask. Um... Which I cannot answer because I um I do not do gym battles at all. Yeah, yeah. The thing about gym battles is it's not actually that important to the game. 
Um, as as oh, okay. a, as a trainer, you can only capture up to ten different gyms. Can't you can't capture more than ten? Oh, interesting. There are, there are more than enough gyms out there. When I was at Lake Park, there were, like I said, there was about three hundred people walking and playing, and there were two gyms specifically in that area. And I would say every ten minutes, those gyms would rotate to another team, and you could always hear that team cheer like. And you're just like, oh, okay, the gym's now yellow. And then five minutes later, you'd hear like, Team Valor! And, you know, the red team now has the gym. And it's, and me and my friends are laughing. Like, why would you ever take those gyms? Like, they get flipped so frequently in an hour that you're just kind of wasting resources there. But, I mean, you can't, you can't disagree with the cheers and people being excited that it, they, they flipped the gym for 15 minutes. There are, uh, a ton of gyms out where I live, more in the suburbs, that are pretty easy to take. I could take them solo. I would say most of them are between 1,000 to 1,500 CP. But that being said, if you take a gym, so you can take up to 10 gyms, and every 22 hours you can redeem rewards from those gyms. What happens is it'll show you how many gyms you have. For example, let's say you have two gyms. You click the redeem rewards button, but then it puts a timer on saying in like 22 hours you can hit that button again. And what you get from it is you get 10 gold per gym you have. And you get, I think, 500 Stardust per gym you have. Stardust is what you use to level up your Pokemon. Very, very easy to get Stardust. So 500 Stardust isn't that big of a deal. Now, gold, on the other hand, gold is what you can use to actually... Gold is what you pay for in-game currency. I think Pokemon goes down right now. Go figure. I can't remember. I think 100 gold is a dollar. So by you having control of two gyms, you're getting, 22, you're getting 20 cents for the day. And that can't really buy you much, but if you were able to hold down 10 gyms, which would be pretty hard, I think, for a day, you'd get a dollar. And that dollar could buy you 20 Pokeballs, or if you can save up to $2, you can get... Uh, 50 more, you can hold 50 more Pokemon in your overall inventory, something like that. But that could easily be, like, that doesn't matter. Like, if you put $20 in and you just upgrade your bags or the amount of Pokemon, like, you don't need to buy Pokeballs. You don't need to buy the other stuff in the shop. It's there for hardcore people, that people who burn through Pokeballs or, or they're just nonstop catching. But the only thing you really need to upgrade is your bags so you can hold more items or hold more Pokemon. And even at this point in the game, I can hold, you can hold 250 Pokemon from the start. And I've never, like, the closest I've gotten is like 220. And that was after I spent four hours straight catching Pokemon. And then when I sat down at home, I started releasing all the duplicate Pokemons to get extra candy. So I brought it back down to 100. So four hours got me to, got me to, got me 100 Pokemon. I released about 100 Pokemon. So, Again, my bag was never in jeopardy of like being full. And that's the same with items. Like items fill up a little bit more, but since you get so many at a Pokestop, like I have a hundred potions and I've maybe only used like six potions in the last like day. I could easily throw out fifty and not worry. Yeah, it's it's the, the going back to the question, like the gyms don't really matter that much. Well, they don't matter at all because I play completely without gyms and if, i'm doing if you, perfectly if you fine are, if you are a hardcore like free-to-play player 
and you don't ever want to give Pokemon Go a dollar, gyms might matter to you because that's the way to get the gold currency, which you would otherwise have to buy. But if you can get like if you can get one gym every 22 hours and you can like you could capture the gym with you could you could whittle the gym down and then leave like a level 10 Pidgey there and then hit the redeem button to get the 10 gold. And because you don't have any strong Pokemon left, but it doesn't matter because like somebody will take out that Pidgey, but you've already redeemed your 10 gold. So if you did that every day for 10 days, you'd have a dollar. And if you did that for 20 days, you'd have $2 and you could upgrade your bag or you could upgrade the amount of Pokemon you could hold. And you could never, you would never have to give Pokemon Go money if, if you were adamant of like getting that 10 gold per one gym a day. For me, it was just like, well, I've already played this game for 20 hours, so here's 10 bucks. I've spent $10 on a sandwich at five guys and it didn't give me as, as much enjoyment as Pokemon Go did, so... Whatever. Didn't you say though that you, at least in your Pokemon Go journal, that you you bought the like, like ninety nine dollar package or whatever? No, no, I I bought the ten dollar package twice. I I think what? I just I think I just described there was a ninety nine dollar package. I thought for sure you said you said something like, oh, because I. Because I'm an adult, I bought the $99. I thought I remember you saying that. I, I, I might never have, heard him it say It might have been the $9.99 package. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot more. Because when I listened to that, I was like, I feel physical pain for you <laughs> that you spent $100 on this game I and don't... just the <laughs> click of a button. So now that I know that that's, that's, that's not the case, I feel, not to judge people who do, but just specifically if Steve had done it to just judge Steve <laughs> for doing it. I uh, I don't know what you would do with $100. What? You could, you could, I guess, keep upgrading your bag or you could buy more Pokeballs. I started Friday night. Yeah, that's when I went out. I started Friday night with 260 Pokeballs, which are just Pokeballs I got from Pokestops. And I ended that night with about 86 Pokeballs. So I definitely used a lot of Pokeballs in those four hours. I probably could have I probably could have been moving a lot more and could have been going up and down and hitting those Pokestops a little more frequently to get more Pokeballs, if that makes sense. Like, you could just buy Pokeballs. Like, there was one dude in our group of seven who was like, I have no Pokeball. He, like, he started the night with no Pokeballs. So he would... So a Pokestop refreshes every five minutes. And on Lake Park drive all the pokestops are slightly touching each other so when you walk out of one pokestop you're walking into another pokestop so as long as you keep walking up and down by the time you get to the end like all the ones behind you just refresh so like he was he was playing very dependent of like okay i hit this pokestop it gave me two or three pokeballs i can catch something but i have to make sure i catch it in two to three pokeballs so if i can't i'll just wait till i get like five or six pokeballs and then i'll try to catch it because Obviously, if you're out of Pokeballs, you can't catch anything. Um, but yeah, he he probably didn't catch as many Pokemon as the rest of us, but like he wasn't ever in a position where like he wasn't playing. It was just like, oh, guys, can you wait one right. second for this Pokestop to refresh just so I can get some more balls? And we were like, yeah, yeah, totally. So he could have easily put 99 cents in to get 20 balls or however many it gives you, but the game doesn't like grab money from you. It, at no point does it say like, do you want to spend four ninety nine? We see you're playing a lot. Like it never does that. No, not at all. <laughs> and and honestly, um, 
I I have over 200 Pokeballs and I've never put a dime into the game. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, I had over 200 Pokeballs when I started. I just I was just playing and catching so much that night and also wasting a lot of Pokeballs that I or I dipped below 100, but I can easily get those back. So what other questions? I don't think do you I have, have. I don't. I don't think I have any more questions. All right. I've I've heard enough people talk about it that I know the the basics of the game. So I was just sort of wondering things about. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I'll ask you one more one more question. So I, you know, I I like that little. I don't know if it was like an Instagram video or something, but um, when you were hanging out with uh, Xavier Woods, he posted a video of it was the two of you, and then like six other people on their phones playing pokemon go and he was like pokemon go brings people together yeah yeah that was cool to what extent has that the the dream of the game i.e meeting strangers who are playing the same game you are and having that sort of interaction to what extent has that been realized i have a couple experience yeah yeah i have a couple real short stories the first one is that exact story of of xavier slash Austin, however, whatever name you want to call him by, both are fine. But we were in uh, uh, Atlantic Station, I think that's right, which is like an outdoor mall area. So we, after we finished the podcast, we drove around his neighborhood, hit up some Pokestops, and then it was really funny too because while we were driving, uh, he was like, "Oh, here's one of your disgusting blue gyms." <laughs> and he like looked because he's on team valor and alex alex and i are on team mystic and he looked back at alex and he was like watch me drive fast so he can't leave a pokemon here and i was like oh i can leave a pokemon in this gym great like that was what i was describing earlier and let, like let me get my 10 gold so as i was le- tr- like trying to leave a pokemon there xavier like slammed on the accelerator and like <laughs> we like zoomed past it <laughs> and i was like I I missed it and like he's just laughing like just the funniest thing ever like <laughs> so that was really cool so we get to Atlantic Station and uh, you know the entire time as we're driving we really like see people playing Pokemon on the side of the road or like see them playing in their car by the way don't play Pokemon go and drive very dangerous and we get to Atlantic Station and and we see a group of three people we see them doing the, like the swipe up motion which is like the obvious sign that you're trying to catch a Pokemon. And, and Austin, Austin yells, What Pokemon are you trying to catch? And uh, they don't hear. So instead, he just bolts across the street and like chases them down and goes up to them. And like we're all talking. And at the point where Austin, myself, and Alex merge with these three people, no joke, Two other groups of three people merge with us. And that was the video you saw of the nine yeah. of us standing together. And we're all, we're, we start off going like, hey, what team are you on? Blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, red team, blue team. Like, and then, then it, it, it evolved into like, oh, what Pokemon did you catch here? And somebody's like, oh, I saw a Growlithe over here. Or somebody's like, oh, I've got nothing but Zubats. And that happened. And then... Uh, if if you watch if you watch wrestling or this is my minor re- wrestling reference here, uh, wrestlers will do things of like putting another person over. So what that means is like a wrestler will 
do something specific to make the other wrestler look good. And it's called putting that person over. And there was a moment where Austin stops the conversation in the group and goes, do you know who this guy is? He runs the most popular Pokemon podcast on the internet. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, whoa. And Meanwhile... I Meanwhile, they they have no idea that that Austin is by far right. Yeah, they the have the most famous person in that group. They have no clue that Austin is on TV twice a week. He's like <laughs> the WWE Tag Team Champion. He's as a bajillion followers. That's amazing. And so Xavier or Austin here is putting me over. And when our group breaks up, all these guys are shaking my hand and going, oh, it's so nice to meet you. I can't wait to listen to the show. And not a single one, like, knew who Austin was. That's amazing. Uh, I, would, I, I wouldn't recognize anyone from the wrestling world either, but, but the irony of that is just great. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just shows that... Uh... Yeah, there was, there, was a, there was a couple other times where... Um, Austin did that where he like told a couple people like I run this podcast and whatnot. We so like that was like a good like I think the way that Austin did it of just like hey I see you playing Pokemon like what did you catch I think that's a really good icebreaker and he did that a lot mm-hmm. like hey what did what are you catching what are you looking for yeah like we met up with a another guy in Atlantic's uh, Atlantic Station who we Austin figured out real quick he was on Red Team and. He was actually explaining battling to us uh, a little bit more in depth. Because, and then what's funny is while we were talking to this dude, another dude came up and was like, this, uh, he was like, this gym is taken over by username so-and-so. And the guy was like, oh, that's me. And it was like, oh, like, cool. Like, yeah, you have like six, six gyms in the area. And he's like, yeah, this is like the area I'm just trying to control. So it was like kind of a cool experience there where somebody was like, I recognize this username everywhere and oh this username is you yeah so yeah th- those were just two experiences and we'll- i am xx demon slayer <laughs> xx 43 and while, while i was in lake I park am dark souls <laughs> while i was in while i was in lake park there was just a couple of conversations of like it was more like people shouting if there was a rare pokemon like hey there's a hitmonchan over here or hey yeah. like tauros is over here and it was always very like friendly conversations um and something like that i, I when you're already in a group of 7 it's kind of hard to be like not hard but like, i already i'm already consistently talking to these seven people so it's it's not like i'm going to branch out uh that much but nothing was preventing me from saying like hey man like what are you catching what are you looking for something like that and there were there were other people having those kind of conversations whether they knew each other or not who knows, but at least my time at that park with a bunch of people was, was extremely friendly. There was only one kid that was like, oh, there's a Dragon Knight over here, and like he was clearly lying about it, but, I mean, out of 400 people, for one like 12-year-old to lie about a Pokemon being in an area is like... Well, probably also someone... There's probably a lot of instances, too, where someone lies to a, probably not 12-year-old, but someone lies to an 8-year-old kid, and then that kid tells everyone, right. it's a Mewtwo! Like, yeah. like, it might even not be that kid lying, but some, like, some, like, 16-year-old jerk trying yeah. to trick a 12-year-old who then thinks he should tell you. Right, and, and 
obviously you haven't played Pokemon Go, but when a Pokemon shows up on somebody else's screen, it's going to show up for everyone in that same area too. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm walking and I go, oh, there's a Zubat up here, like the other six people with me are going to go, oh yeah, I see the Zubat too. It's very easy to tell if somebody, if somebody's like, oh, there's a Dragonite over here and like he's the only person saying it, probably lying. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Dragonair was a very real situation that happened that I missed, by the way. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point where there's a, there's a bridge on Lake Park, and there's a bunch of people standing on the bridge because um, there's a stop there, and a Venomoth pops up. And what was funny is my friend Tim, who doesn't play Pokemon at all, but super into Pokemon Go, is like, uh, he, he kept calling Venonat Venomoth, so it was really frustrating playing with him because he'd be like, oh, Venomoth, and I'd be like, oh my god, like, because Venomoth's one of my favorite Pokemon, and I'd be like, that's, Tim, that's not a Venomoth, that's a Venonat, like, get the, please get the names right, I've told you this a million times, this is a Venonat. <laughs> like, playing with Tim is get the- Get it right or pay the price, Tim. <laughs> playing with Tim is the worst because, like, he knows, he knows some Pokemon. Obviously, hanging out, like knowing me for so long, he definitely knows some Pokemon, but he always just says the wrong Pokemon's name. So, like, he's like, oh, an Electrode. And I'm like, oh my God, an Electrode. And it's like, Tim, this is a Voltorb. Like, stop doing this. Stop destroying one my heart. Circle. One is a circle <laughs> that's red on top and white below. And the other is a circle that's white on top and red below. Learn the difference. <laughs> So we're standing on the bridge at Lake Park, and a Venomoth actually appears. And he's so, like, a Venonat, a Venonat. <laughs> so I do like the thing of like, oh my god, a Venomoth is here. And everyone's like, Venomoth. And some guy walking through, like holding a pizza goes, look at all these filthy casuals that haven't caught the moth yet. And then keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> my group of like, my group of friends are just laughing because it's like super funny but i don't think he really i think he thought we were laughing at him but like it was what he said was actually really funny and we were laughing yeah, yeah, with yeah. him because he kind of gave us a dirty look like no man you're cool like what you said is funny it's just it was really <laughs> funny <laughs> but i got the venomoth no 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 worries there awesome well yeah i think i think your questions were good travis i think hopefully I told some stories. Will, you still having fun with Pokemon Go? Yeah, and I um, just wanted to give everybody a tip if they want to remain unaligned like me. Um, if you accidentally touch a gym, and if you accidentally touch a gym, it tries to force you to join a team, just force quit the app, and when you restart, you will not be forced into joining a team. What's so. the benefit for remaining unaligned? No benefit. It's just, I mean, the benefit is you don't have to associate with all of these people with their nasty things that they yell out at all the other teams. You're, you're just rogue. You, you walk the road alone, man. I, I would say, though, like, there was no one that was ever aggressive in person about what team they were on. There was... Well, no, no. It's right, all yeah, the yeah. social media where right. the acronym Yeah, it's all is. the social media, but, like, there, there was a group of people that would be like, Team Valor! And then, like, all the Team Mystic guys would go, like, Boo! Team Mystic! And then all the Team Valor guys would go, Boo! And then, like, one person would be like, Team Instinct! Uh, <laughs> and then we would all laugh, because, like, Team Instinct is fine. Like, they got Zapdos as their mascot. I, I do feel a little bad that they don't have as many people as Valor or Mystic, but 
It's, it is funny in that situation of like how vocal Mystic and Valor are, and then Team Instinct's over here just like trying to like. When Team Instinct took over that gym, it was probably like the loudest crowd reaction because they know they don't have as many players, so they're just louder to compensate. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> Is there data somewhere other than uh, like your tweet where you asked our, uh, what percentage of our fans are in what team? Is there is there data somewhere of of what teams are the largest? Uh, I think other sites like Polygon and everything did like the same polls, and so far every poll I've seen lines up that Mystic is is the most popular, Valor second, and Instinct is is third. Um, but Mystic and Valor are pretty close in numbers. It's just Instinct is like like a foot behind those two. According to your poll, Instinct's number two. Really? Valor's taking up the rear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 45% ah. Mystic, 28 Instinct, and 26 Valor, according to your poll. Really? Huh. But then again, but then again, that's a sample size of, well, how many people? 556 that? people. So that's a lot that's of a people. Big sample size. I mean, so probably it, what's skewing that data is, is I said um, I was on Mystic. No, I would say that the fans of Pokemon podcasts are the long term. I have remained committed to Pokemon for the past 20 years or whatever fans. So they'll skew more towards the team that's not as popular. Yeah. As opposed to the Gen 1ers who only understand things as red or blue. (laughs) That's probably, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, if if they would ever add more teams. I mean, Ingress only had two teams. Um, I like I like the three teams. Uh, it would be weird at this point if they added a fourth team because then everyone would be able to repick teams. Well, I would assume you'd be able to repick teams. Like, why would you only let new people join the fourth team? Like, that would be weird because there 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 were there's an online petition to add a fourth team called Team Harmony, which would have Lugia as its mas- mascot. I don't. I don't think. At the, I think at this point, uh, two things need to happen. One is the servers need to stabilize a lot better because the game was down at least for me for probably close to ten hours yesterday, and I didn't play anyway. Me, me too. Yeah, me um, too. Two is they already said they were planning on adding trading to the game. When they do add trading, I might be uh, a vocal minority in this. In this stance but i would only want the trading to be local i agree yeah i mean i haven't played it but i think that that sounds more like in the spirit of the game i think yeah it's more in the spirit of the game and if 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 it's anything like the last couple main series games your your trading your global trade network is going to be full of pidgeys and zubats and weedles whereas Mm -hmm. My sister Sarah really wanted a seal, and she she said, "If you guys see a seal, let me know. That's the one Pokemon I want." And a guy walking by overheard us and said, "Oh, I have a seal." He was like, "I'd trade it to you, but there's no trading." But like he was like, it was just a cool moment of like I have this Pokemon. It doesn't mean much to me, but if you're looking for it, like let me trade it to you, kind of thing. And I feel like if there was any online trading, it would almost lose that. Like, why would I bother going out of my house when I can catch 100 Weedles from my house? And there are probably people on the network, in the global trade network, that don't care what they get, but they're just giving away other things. And it's like, that kind of takes away the specialness of, of the game, I think. 
Plus, the benefit uh, that the main series games have with online trading is that the games also can be played competitively, like one-on-one, in a way that benefits from people getting exactly the Pokemon they want. Whereas I, the, the the depth of Pokemon Go is obviously not as it's not as deep of a game, so everyone having tip top Pokemon is boring as opposed to the main series games where that can be boring in certain ways. But but at least there's a at least there's a a reason to do that other than just beating everyone else. Like there's a meta game that you're playing. Like I don't think Pokemon Go is ever going to have a meta. Right. Yeah. Not at this point. No. Yeah. Not not anything to worry about in the near future. Uh, but what we're going to do now is we're going to take another quick break. This is probably one of the longest episodes we had in a while. When we come back, it'll just be myself and Austin from Up, Up, Down, Down. We're going to talk about uh, his gaming history, him being a black gamer, his YouTube channel, uh, some wrestling stuff, obviously some Pokemon stuff. And uh, again, if you're not a wrestling fan, it is from everything I've heard from people who are not wrestling fans who have listened to it. They've loved it. Give it a listen. Hopefully you enjoy it. After that, we'll be back with our Pokemon of the week and then we'll wrap up the show. So enjoy. And we are back from our break. I am here with Austin Creed. Yeah. Of Up Up Down Down. Yeah. <laughs> We're in my house. We're yeah, in your in Atlanta <laughs> and it is hot here. You weren't ready for it. You got a long sleeve jacket on and everything. No, I wasn't. And I was actually walking downtown uh in Cincinnati Park with a hoodie on because I was like, I'm gonna be hot either way, but oh. I can at least put my hood up to not get terrible mm. sunburn. Well if you want some shorts or something, I got you covered. <laughs> Alex, you too. <laughs> <laughs> so um some of our listeners might know you as Xavier Woods mm-hmm. from WWE, but mm-hmm. on Up Up Down Down, you're known as Austin Creed. Yes, sir. Cool. So that's what we're going to be really focusing on today is like your gaming, your history, mm-hmm. especially with Pokemon and just what you do. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> uh, this might also be weird because I'm recording with Austin in his house, like he said, and normally <laughs> most of this is done through Skype. So uh, it's exciting. So if I, if I sound giddy, uh, that's just my <laughs> fanboy coming out. <laughs> uh, let's just start things off right away. And okay. what's, what's your favorite Pokemon, man? My favorite Pokemon is Butterfree. Easily. And I let this knowledge out there, and there were lots of people that uh, kind of like took a dump on it, and I was real upset about this because Butterfree is like so clutch to me. And uh, the episode where he lets him free, and he's flying away with all the other Butterfrees, and there's like the single tear coming out of Ash's face. <laughs> like, are you serious? Do people have no heart? Like, there's no love for Butterfree, right? Yeah. And also, I legit had this conversation at like 2 a.m. yesterday or this morning. Um, we're talking about favorite starter Pokemon, and I always go with Charmander. And someone told me, no, that's a short-term thing because then you're just trying to run through the the grass Pokemon that you're going to end up with first. If you're going long-term, then you know that you're going to be a Squirtle kind of person because he's going to help you win the game faster. It's like, I understand where you're coming from with this. But the thing that's funny is that Bulbasaur wasn't even in the conversation at all. <laughs> <laughs> at all. So no love for grass. Um, but for me, 
when I can go Charmander, yes, I can burn through the bug Pokemon, but I can get my Butterfree way faster, and I can just put people to sleep and then burn them. So to me, that combo is right. Yeah, is you're you're done. <laughs> you're done. And so eh, I'm I'm a, butter, I'm a Butterfree guy all the way. So is is that your hunt for Pokemon Go then? Is 100 nothing but Caterpies and Metapods? I have one Caterpie, and I'm so upset. <laughs> I have, like I told you, I have like 30 drowsies right now, and I'm so mad. All I want is Caterpies. If I can just find a Butterfree, then I'm fine. Then, right. then we're good there. Yeah. I don't have to evolve them. But uh, yeah, that, that's what I've been looking for the whole time. Okay. All right. So I, you, you're a very busy person. A little bit. I don't know how... I'll just jump to this question. I don't. How do you manage wrestling, TV, your YouTube? I'm sure you have to work out, of course. Every once in a while. Travel. <laughs> um how do you manage all that like what's your day-to-day so there's this thing that that i lost a long time ago that i haven't been able to find for like 10 or 12 years and i believe in the ancient mythos it's called sleep okay it has been evading me (laughs) for years uh yeah like i didn't sleep last night because i was editing videos Uh, i've got overwatch series coming up on up up down down so we've got like uh, we started last week and I'm trying to get a video up a day. So editing for that. And then, uh, had to catch, had to leave the hotel at 4am to catch a 6am flight to get back to Atlanta, uh, to get ready for the day and everything. Since we're going to go capture Pokemon around my city. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I always feel like if there's something that you want to do, you make time for it and you figure out how to make it work. And, you know, I, like I said, I travel a lot, so I'm on airplanes and, um, so I sleep there. Sleep okay. a little bit yeah. in hotels, uh, but I don't know. It's just being able to kind of mash all the things that I love together makes me happy rather than saying like, oh, like, oh, I wrestle. So I have to just wrestle right now. And when I'm done wrestling, then I have to do something else. It's like, no, this, I want to do them all and I want to do them all at the same time. So I'll figure out a Make way. Make time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like I was like, oh. I could interview Austin. I'll make time for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cool. Do you do you feel with all that you're you're spreading yourself too thin? Um, I forgot to mention that like you're you're also still getting your PhD. Yeah, which is a very interesting situation uh, with school right now. So, uh, so I was this is the first time I've talked about this. I didn't I haven't even thought about it. So uh, I was at the dissertation phase with my school that I was at Walden University. Don't ever go there. Don't ever give them money. They're the absolute worst. They're the devil <laughs> incarnate in a school system. Yes, I can't stand them. So I was at the dissertation phase, and I was there for two years. Uh, I mean, they just refused to pass my topic or to accept my topic. And what happened is they have, I think it was like 18 days to get back to you as a teacher. And so you'd send it in, say, hey, here's my topic. Here's my uh, 10-page prospectus, which is like, this is what I want to do. Can I do it? Um, They would email you back on day 17 and say, oh, there's a comma missing here, and you should capitalize this letter. like okay, that doesn't answer my question. Like, can we do this? Well, you need to fix this and send it back to me. It's like, okay. So I do that, send it back to them. And then 17 days later, they go, oh, this should be in the past tense. And this sentence here doesn't work. And it's like, okay, you're not, you're not helping me. So that happened for two years to the point where I had my previous professors from college like look at everything and they're like, no, this experiment is, is fine. You should be able to do this study. And I made four separate studies in that time because I was like, oh, maybe something different will pop off. And each time I got, I whittled it down to the, like the finest point it could be like, 
my professors that are PhDs, they are doctors. Like, no, with this, the way it's laid out, like you could start tomorrow and you could do this and it would be totally fine. Um, so after that two year process, realizing they're not going to pass anything, they're just literally just taking my money. And I found out it was happening to a couple of other students as well. I decided to leave the school and I started at Capella University. And so uh, went through their intro course and I dropped from 120 credits or 125 credits to 25 credits. Wow. So it was going to take another three years. Uh, started their intro course. And by that time, uh, New Day had popped off. It's my wrestling group, for those of you who don't know. Um, so we were traveling, like literally our schedule is insane, like all over even more than normal. Um, and then stuff with up, up, down, down the gaming channel. So traveling for that, um, I didn't, uh, get through the intro course and I was like, well, if I can't do the intro course right now, then I'm not going to be able to do, uh, like the actual classes. And so I talked to the advisor and everything and he's like, well, you could take this class and this class if you just go through the intro again. But he's like, but I see you taking that here. And you've taken this class and this class and this class. And it's like, so he told me, he's like, you'd really just be taking them all over to get to the dissertation phase, which I looked through your stuff. You already essentially have done. So you're, right. you're essentially already, you have all of the knowledge, but you have to give us this money so that you can go through and like call yourself a doctor. And it's like a soul crushing thing because like, that's all I've wanted. And uh, so as of right now, I'm not in school. But I will go back once things ease up a little bit. And it's like, there was like a three-month process where I was just broken down. And I, because like... Yeah, that's since a I lot was, of time. Yeah, since I was a little kid, like, this is all I've wanted. I wanted to be a pro wrestler and I wanted to be like, since like, for lack of a better term, like, as a little kid, I was like, I want to be really smart. And so to have your PhD and people to have to call you doctor, my dad said, it's almost like wearing a huge hat on your head of like, you know, those foam fingers? Except this one's a middle finger. <laughs> you're just wearing it on your head and you can't take it off. Um, right. So uh, spending so much time and focus on that, uh, it, was, it was a very intense situation. And I kind of fell into like a deep pit of despair and like didn't talk to any of my friends. And I was just like crying in my room. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and then uh, kind of, I've kind of come to terms with it. It's very intense. But, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish. But still have two degrees and a master's and all the knowledge of a... PhD and it hurts. Yeah. (laughs) What's like interesting is I just know from like all our listeners, like some are wrestling fans and some are not. And Mm -hmm. that I get you, you get that with like any uh, interest, I should say. But for like the non wrestling fans who are now listening to you, like there's a lot more to some wrestlers, including yourself or others, Mm -hmm. of like not only does this dude wrestle, but he like he likes Pokemon, he likes video games, he's super in Overwatch now. And he's also getting his PhD. Like, that's a lot. Like, that's Trying. super impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, uh, I don't know, when, when I came up watching wrestling as a kid, like, it was all very, like, scream in your face and rawr and, like, punch, kick and all that stuff. And I feel like that's the essential, like, stereotype that people have of what we do. And so uh, knowing that guys from the previous era, there is a lot more to them. And guys from our era, there's a lot more to us. And so... I kind of always wanted to show people that side of it and say like, no, we're not just punching each other in the face and screaming at the top of our lungs. We do sometimes. Yeah. For, right. Yeah. And it's fun sometimes, but on the other side of the coin, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know that we do. Like there are lots of guys with college degrees and a few guys with master's degrees and guys who run their own businesses and guys who do this and do that and have all these other interests and people always, not always, 
I feel like society has built us in a way where we kind of want to put people in a box and say, okay, you're a wrestler. That's what you do. Oh, you do Pokemon podcasts. That's what you do. You don't like anything else. That's what you are to me. And it's like, no, people are layered and they're multidimensional and there's so many different ways to look at a person and that person has so many different ways to look at you and they might be putting you in a box while you're putting them in a box. And if we quit putting people in boxes, then maybe things would flow a lot better yeah. between different cultures and races and things like that. And people would stop doing all the stuff that's going on currently. Like it's now we're getting into other things. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> anyway. No, no, that, that's like a good point because for the longest time, my the this this show was like we started off being competitive because like if you play pokemon you must care about the competitive scene and then we realized like oh some people just like to collect and some people like to breed and there's all these aspects so we drastically changed the show a couple episodes back where instead of just going right into pokemon which obviously people are here to listen about that we're just going to talk about ourselves and our personalities and there are so many other pokemon podcasts in itunes and on the web and i think what makes our show a little bit special is we hope that the listeners get to know us. Yeah. And I think that's like really cool with you and other wrestlers is I see you on TV every Monday and Thursday, mm-hmm. now going to be Tuesday. But, yeah, coming uh, soon. <laughs> but then like I see you outside, like I see you interact with the Giant Bomb guys and I see you at CEO and it's like, this guy is like really cool. And like, I hope when people look at our show or just other people in general, like other professions, you're, they're just not seeing one side of a person. Yeah, definitely. I think that that helps draw people in sometimes because they say, oh, here's your your main interest or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, you know, they like this. I like this. And now I get to learn about them as a person. So here's like knowing Pokemon, that's like your foot in the door and like, oh, okay, they like Pokemon too. Cool. And then it's like, oh, now what kind of person am I looking at that also likes Pokemon like me, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Going back to you mentioned something about putting people in the box and a race. Like, how does it feel being like a person of color? Should I use that? My, yeah. I could edit or cut that. Yeah. My girlfriend, my girlfriend who's black, told uh-huh. me. <laughs> she said, person of color. I usually just say black. Maybe I'll keep it in. It's funny. But uh, I like this bit. <laughs> but she was like, "How do, you should ask him how it feels being a person of color in like the gaming space right mm-hmm. now. Because prior, I mean, if you look on YouTube, it's all like white dudes. Yeah. I'm a white dude. Yeah. So like, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the cool things about having like a gaming channel. There are... Uh, Lots of people on color, on color. Of, I'm just gonna say black people. There's there's, there's black right, people yeah, on yeah, YouTube, yeah. Uh, but you like like you said, like a lot more white dudes. Um, it's nice because, uh, from what I've been told, I'm not. I don't look like the uh, general definition of what like a nerd or a gamer looks like, which is very confusing to me because like. I've just always liked games and I've always read comic books. I've I mean, always our, been a nerd. Our listeners <laughs> can't see it right now, but you're wearing a tank top with like, and you're pretty built. So it's a little intimidating of like most gamers don't work out. <laughs> but I feel like working out is a very uh, game oriented thing because you're essentially going to the gym and you're completing quests and you're gaining experience and eventually leveling up. That's which is just real life, you know. But anyway, <laughs> like three people have just signed up for gym membership. Yeah, see, there, there we go. We're bettering America <laughs> and the world, one person at a time. I don't know. So for me, uh, like I got made fun of for a lot of stuff that I was into when I was a kid, and I was very socially awkward. Um, I'm still kind of socially awkward now in certain situations. Video games and um, cartoons a lot. 
they really helped me kind of break out of that mold. And then they got me talking to other kids and those kids who weren't socially awkward got me talking to other kids. And it's like, oh, cool. So like all this stuff that we kind of had in common helped bridge the gap because, you know, as a kid, everybody watches cartoons and everyone plays video games. But then like as we get older, for some reason, people are like, oh, those are childish. I'm not going to do that anymore. But they're in the closet, like playing these games, and <laughs> right. like, reading the new copies of Superman and stuff. Um, so I feel like kind of just like staying true to myself has helped me definitely get to where I want to be. But that doesn't mean that I only enjoy like one thing. So like, like I also liked sports as a kid. I didn't like watching them. I'm weird in that sense. I love playing sports, but I can't stand watching sports. Like if you take me to a baseball game, I'm asleep instantly football game. I'm like, eh, it's okay. Wrestling match. I'll lose my mind. It's fantastic. Uh, As far as like, video games and coming up as like a black kid knowing what it was like for me i want to be able to like show other like young black kids like no it's okay like you're gonna turn out just fine like i'm doing okay i have like a house and like a life and i have this sweet like origin laptop plug (laughs) plug um like (laughs) so because i always felt like i don't know what's gonna happen to me like i'm not like everybody else it's very different i'm in this world where not everyone, uh, there's not a lot of people that look like me, you know? And so if I can show like one young black kid, no, it's okay to like this stuff. It doesn't matter if people make fun of you. Like you do you because you're going to do well. And those people that are making fun of you, they're probably not going to be doing as well as you when you're grown. So joke's on them. Right, yeah. You're you're Squirtle. (laughs) You're in here for the long haul. (laughs) You're no Bulbasaur. No, nobody. uh, The the bullies are Bulbasaur's. (laughs) Bulbasaur's all right. He's okay. I like um, <laughs> what's, uh, I feel like I'm jumping all over the place. What's your workflow for Up, Up, Down, Down? So for our listeners that don't know, you started Up, Up, Down, Down a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, you have a bunch of other wrestlers on that play games with you. Mm-hmm. The stereotype could be thrown of like, do these guys really like games? Or, yeah. is, or is Austin just like getting people in there and getting them out to sh- shoot stuff? But uh, it seems like you you pick games to their their interests yeah so it's funny because everybody pretty much like plays something like even uh it's like booker t loves virtua tennis and he's very good at it it was this was in a different lifetime before wwe uh we played a game against each other on vita i can see that like right now on like squared r slash squared circle like booker t yeah loves loves virtual tennis 200 up votes yeah i i uh i was was playing he's like oh what are you playing kid i'm like oh virtual tennis it's like one of my favorite games he's like oh man i whip you and i'm thinking he's just like saying like that's that's what old dudes say like yeah they're gonna beat us young kids in video games and i'm like 20 21 maybe and um he's like no i have it right here and he pulls it out of his pocket i'm like oh god i'm gonna crush this man he has no idea and he like wiped the floor with me i had no (laughs) idea um so it's funny you find out that people like certain things that you wouldn't necessarily think that they enjoy so um i know like um so Apollo Cruz, new uh, acquisition for the main roster. Yep. He loves FIFA, okay. PS4, and like he told me that. It's like, oh, you like soccer? Like, <laughs> okay. He's like, yeah, I love FIFA. It's so it's so good. So he's he's bringing FIFA, and we're gonna play that. Fandango loves Final Fantasy. Huge Final Fantasy guy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so it's these little things that you don't necessarily think about. Um, but there's definitely a game for everybody in the locker room. Right now we're playing UFC two. Like our life depends on it. It is the most fun game to like watch people play and to play. And normally, so um, I've done this thing. So I have a games case. And so you can put your PlayStation and your and it's like a TV built into this right, briefcase, yeah. essentially. At so, one point, it was dropped. Uh, yes, on, yes. 
Drive, drive along. Yeah, uh, ride along. Ride, ride along. along. Yeah. yeah. So I fell out of the back of a, tr- a car, and it was luckily okay because they're built uh, to like take punishment. Games case. Plug, plug. Um, <laughs> so, so I bring that, and I have my gaming laptop too. And so I've also now convinced Kofi to get a games backpack, which is like you can slide your PS4 in there, and there's like a very thin TV that you can slide in there, and then you can slide all your other stuff like that you regularly need too. So he's got the backpack. AJ now has a backpack too. Aiden English has a backpack. So when you walk in a locker room, it's like an arcade now. Everybody's got stations and set up, and it's cool. Cause so you're just rolling in the commission for these companies. Dude, <laughs> killing it. <No. laughs> I wish. Give me some money. Um, but uh, but it's nice because this was maybe like a year and a half ago. The landscape was completely different. Like there, there weren't really video games there. So, But since the gaming channel, um, people have been coming in to play on the channel. And then now, a year and a half later, they're like playing in the locker room and everybody is kind of being brought closer together. And it's like very good for morale. Um, dudes you normally might not hang out with, not because you dislike them. You just don't hang out. You know, you just don't cross paths. Right. Um, now you're all like cowered around PS4. Everybody's playing Madden. Everybody's playing UFC. AJ brings his 360 a lot. So I'm going to go pick up a copy of Def Jam Fight for New York. All right. I'm very excited about that. So like people like those games, they like new games, old games. It's just, it's fun to see everybody just hang out and and be cool sure yeah and i think that relates to like pokemon go and how it's been number one in the app store and yeah all these people that i feel like so i obviously me running a pokemon podcast i pokemon i post about pokemon a lot yeah. and now like all these people have come out from the woods and they're downloading <laughs> it and they're asking me questions of like hey how do you do this in pokemon go and it's like we haven't talked in a year and you the, the yeah. only reference is you know i run a pokemon <laughs> podcast and Oh, all right, but it's it's cool. It's like really cool to see like somebody like my sister who's never who I can't even remember the last time she played a video game. She was like, "Oh, I downloaded Pokemon Go. I haven't played it yet, but yeah. I'm excited to do so." And I'm just like, "We should get dinner." Like, yeah, like yeah. that's exciting. Like that makes me not want to like I, I love my sister, but we rarely <laughs> see each other. But like yeah. now, I want to like hang out with her. But yeah, that's really cool. I know you were at CEO. You mentioned Def Jam. Mm-hmm. You're a big fighting game guy. Yes. Yes, love them. Uh, I haven't gotten into uh, Pokemon Stadium as much as I would like because uh, I'm never, ever home <laughs> right. to play my Wii U. But I played it a little bit, and it is pretty sweet. The only thing that I think is glaringly wrong with it is that there's no Butterfree. Yeah, yeah. It's very upsetting. <laughs> that is upsetting. I thought you were going to complain about the camera change, but... Oh, that's... I, uh, I can get used to it. Did I call it Pokemon Stadium? Yes. Pokemon Tournament. Pokemon Tournament. Yeah, I'm... I'm Something's wrong with me. We could edit it and make you sound okay, good. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> That's what we do with everything. Yeah, we, we should probably get together and play Pokemon Stadium one time. Yes, tournament. Tournament. Now, now I'm saying it wrong. All right, I guess we keep all this in because who knows? We should play Pokemon Tournament though. And, and yeah, um, that would be really cool. It's like the one fighting game I, I like. I like other fighting games, but I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm okay at Pokemon yeah. Tournament. Who, who do you play? I normally play Blaziken, which mm, I'm not a Blaziken okay. fan, fair, but fair. I feel he feels good in the game. I was a big Machamp. Machamp yeah, that's, that's who I am. Yeah, Machamp's really cool. He's the man. And he has the belt. Yeah, exactly. So, so he's good. <laughs> he's, he's all set up. <laughs> Going back to... I, I guess you didn't really answer it. I asked oh, like sorry. what your work, work <laughs> what your workflow was for Up, Up, Down, Down. Uh, I, okay. I didn't say, but like... Um, hmm. So normally... I will film the episodes, and so we do uh, like Let's Plays and Jump Scares, which I'll try to do at my house because I have a green screen that I'll set up. You can't see it, but you can see it. So I set it up right here okay. in my like dining room area, 
Um, I'll film that, and then I'll shoot it over to our editor, Sean, who is the greatest editor on the face of the planet. He's so good. Shouts to Sean. Shawnee Cohens. His nickname on the show is Swagboy Sean. So we started playing GTA Five, and it's hilarious. Okay. But um, so he he edits those, and then um, the stuff that I film with other guys when I'm at Rod Smackdown, he edits those too. Um, so he's essentially like he's our he's our backbone. He's our like beating heart for the channel. Um, and then we'll do director's cuts, which is like me editing, which is nowhere near as good. And it's usually just like here I cut these two things together. I'm gonna upload it. I hope it doesn't suck. And normally the audio is crap, <laughs> but I'm sorry. I'm trying. So um, I'm just trying to get all that done. And then we have uh, Mike Murphy, who does the uh, WWE 2K stream. So that's like the, the wrestling game. I think he's on like episode 90 of the stream because they do like an hour and a half, two hour stream, I think. And then cut it up into pieces and throw it on the channel. So um, so it's, it's it's good. It's fun. But I literally I'm just trying to film at all times. Sure. Um, trying to get ahead as much as possible because like I hate to be like behind like the, the, the gun, you know. So if, right now I think we're like four weeks ahead with everything. So it makes me feel a little bit better. I can kind of breathe. Right. Relax yeah. A little bit. And that way I can focus more on these Overwatch videos that are we're trying to put out like daily or every other day. So I can kind of crank one out and put, throw it up and maybe like two a day well uh, you kind of kill two birds with one stone you get the recording done and you get to play a game that you enjoy exactly and so that's what i'm trying to harp on right now uh because so many people were all about overwatch and i was like i'm not gonna get on this overwatch hype and that's like well i need to play it for the channel so i'll try it out and i did it and i was like oh this game might be the best game of the year <laughs> I've, I've been sleeping on this and now i can't stop that's awesome cool with the with up up down down have you ever considered like teaming up with other youtuber youtubers or other streamers and tried to do more stuff together because yeah. besides the wrestlers that are on it's mm -hmm. either just you or it's like you and seth rollins or or something like mm -hmm. that have you ever thought expanding it that way or so far like what you're doing is on schedule and you don't need need to expand at this point well we've been doing some stuff with other youtubers so i do a lot of stuff with chris danker so uh dank ops check him out on youtube um, he does a bunch of stuff with the WWE 2K game. And so we were both at a uh, like 2K, hey, this game hasn't dropped yet, but you guys can play it because he's like the, I think he's the biggest um, 2K, uh, wrestling 2K guy uh, for yeah, subscription and views wise. So um, uh, we, we hit it off pretty well. We have a really good rapport. So did some stuff on his channel. We did like the, uh, what is it? The, the what's in my mouth challenge. Like where you go, like buy, yeah, you looked at me weird. <laughs> so you go buy stuff at the grocery store, like whatever, five, five things. And then you buy five things for me. We wear blindfolds and then we try to like eat them and try to figure out what they are. So it's nothing like disgusting. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it's it, food though. Yeah. It, well, it doesn't have to be if you don't, if it depends on the parameters that you're wanting to play okay. the game. So we did food, nothing disgusting. Um, so we'll do like outside stuff like that. And I've done some stuff with, um, with Deji, uh, guy in the UK. He's got like millions of subscribers. Pretty cool. He's an awesome guy. So we did stuff with the Impractical Jokers. That was awesome. Just had Wayne Brady on. So trying to just branch out in like whatever direction possible. Because in my head, um, yeah, the channel right now, subscriptions uh, are mainly like wrestling fans because that's like that's where I come from is wrestling. So right. Um, they know and they watch. And so I'm trying to get more into the gaming world. And so just trying to branch out wherever I can. So like doing stuff like this. So maybe Pokemon fans would be like, oh, cool. I like that guy. Let's see what he does with video games. Oh, cool. I like that. I'll subscribe. Or like, I hate his guts. I'm never going to talk to him or think <laughs> about him again. Uh, either way, your opinion's your own. Um, but I feel like 
there are so many avenues uh, to communicate with people. So why just keep it in just wrestling or why keep it in just games? And so I feel like people that like Wayne Brady might remember, oh, I used to have a Genesis. Let me watch them play Mortal Kombat. And they go, oh, you know what? Let me watch these other videos. Now they're watching Overwatch. They go, oh, my God, this game looks awesome. Now they're back into games. Right. You know, so I feel like there's like a very good Venn diagram of the people that I've been doing collaborations with. Um, so so it's cool to, one, get the opportunity and two, like that people enjoy the, the collaborations. Sure, sure. Do you, do you make those connections? Because... I, I I told very few people about this interview yeah. coming up because I was like, if it falls through, I don't want to like <laughs> look like a fool. But they were like, how did how did you get Xavier Woods? And I was like, I or Austin Creed. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, I just I just reached out to him and we just started talking. And then I yeah. flew out here and here we are. Yeah. So when you get somebody like Wade Wayne Brady on, do you reach out to them or? So we were actually on an episode of Let's Make a Deal, and so we were going there that day. So I just brought my stuff, and so I run my I run. I run the channel out of a briefcase that you see here on the table. So right, yeah. I have my laptop in there. I have a Yeti microphone. I have two PlayStation controllers that I plug in uh, if we play on emulators. Yes, emulators, but I own all of the games that I play on the channel, so don't try to come at me with anything. Thank you very much. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so uh, literally we were there, and I started You're telling me to you them. don't carry a Genesis in your, <laughs> in your bag. I right now, at this moment in time, don't carry Genesis. Okay. <laughs> But uh, I had on my Nintendo Vans that I had just gotten. And so his stage manager, who I asked, like, hey, you know, would Wayne be cool being on my show? It's like a podcast, but we just play video games, too. He's like, yeah, he loves games. You know, we will ask him about it. But normally he's too busy because they're filming, like, so many episodes of the show a day. They're, like, six months ahead of where they're supposed to be. So, like, they're just cranking them out. And he's got stuff to do, like, on the outside of it as well. So he's like, I don't know. We'll see. And so once he came in the room and we started talking, he looked at my shoes. He goes, Where'd you get those? And I was like, oh, these, these old things. He's like, oh, they're the new Nintendo Vans. I showed him. He's like, oh my God, so you love games. And I'm like, yeah. And I have like this gaming show. Like, if you'd be cool to do it, he's like, of course, let's do it. And so uh, they said he normally like, doesn't have time to, to cut out of his day, but he just took 10 minutes and sat down and we talked all of his stuff, like Broadway, let's make a deal, who's lying. Like, it was, it was really cool that he was able to and wanted to sit down and talk to me about this stuff. So it's, legit a lot of them happen just by random chance because like <laughs> i don't know i'm to the point where like i don't care about asking people at first i was like uh i don't know excuse, excuse me sir would you could you mind being on my on my show i don't know maybe but now i'm just like hey i've got this show we play video games do you want to do it or not <laughs> and people are like yeah i love video games and so it's been working out that's awesome yeah. cool that's really cool uh for up up down down is it ever going to be on the WWE network? Maybe I can't ask that question. You can know. ask. You can ask. So the reason that it's not on the network is because the way that I see it, I want to bring my love of video games to the masses. And if it's on the network, then only a certain type of people will be able to watch it. They already like wrestling. Exactly. And those people that would be able to watch on the network can still watch it on YouTube. But now other people can watch it as well. And you don't have to pay to see it. Because in my ideal of how everything works, there's so many things on the network that are so good. The Camp WWE, uh, Unfiltered with Renee Young. They've got Corey Graves' show. They've got so many things, that, so much good content. I want to be the thing that might even segue people into getting the network. If they go, oh, I don't really watch wrestling, but now they saw me on Hot Pepper Gaming or they heard me on your podcast. And they go, oh, cool. I like this guy, but I didn't like wrestling. Maybe I'll check him out on Raw. Then they watch Raw and they go, oh, this guy's cool, but you know what, too? 
I like Adrian Neville, or I like Apollo Crews, or I like anybody. Maybe I should get the network. And then that, that just bleeds him into being a wrestling fan. And I'm trying to bleed wrestling fans into being gamers and gamers into being wrestling fans. So yeah. it's like a two-way street. So I feel like being on YouTube right now is the best avenue to do that. Yeah. And that that's funny you say that because I like convert people into wrestling fans with like Ride Along yeah. or like one of those shows because they have the stereotype of, oh, it's you know it's you know it's fake or you know yeah. it's and it's like no like think of it like a play or a performance yeah it's the last form of shakespeare in the round that's it <laughs> but like let's start here because these are real people in a car they're having conversations they're usually super funny mm-hmm. and now like oh now you like you like Big E. now look at Big E like shake in the ring like yeah. that's really cool he can move he can move he's got those <laughs> loose hips him and kofi kofi's i don't know how he does what he does on on the live events there's this thing where he twerks to the song that I play. And it's, I thought he was going to break his back one time. The way that his <laughs> body's gyrating, it's unreal. So if you, if you want to see that, come and uh, watch us wrestle. <laughs> uh, what was, let's get back to games. Uh, what was your favorite console growing up? Like uh, our, our listeners can't see this. And if you're, if they're unfamiliar with you, you have a, a Zelda tattoo uh, yes. on your, on your arm. Yes. So clearly you have a love for Nintendo. Yes, huge love for Nintendo. Uh, but I will say uh, this Triforce tattoo comes from love of Zelda. While I do love Nintendo, this comes straight from Zelda. So uh, my console growing up, I was a Sega Genesis guy. And I was a Sega Genesis guy because of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's okay. one of the, to me, like, there's no such thing as a perfect game. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. there there is because Mario Kart Double Dash. That's a perfect game. Uh, the closest thing to being perfect <laughs> is probably Sonic Two because, like, music wise, the music in every stage is like flawless. Like the gameplay, just the way it looks, the way it feels, everything about Sonic Two is amazing to me. And then I have obviously like childhood nostalgic memories to it. Why do you keep buzzing? Sorry, my phone is buzzing. Oh, you're a popular dude. It's a it's a Facebook group that I'm in. Uh, we're talking about going hunting. Pokemon, Pokemon on Thursday. Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Sonic 2 got me into Sega Genesis and they're like hard. And then it was like Kid Chameleon and Toe Jam and Earl um, and Golden Axe, Streets of Rage 2. And I was just like loving everything. I never had a Super Nintendo growing up because we had one at the daycare that I was at. And so I'd play it there. So my mom saw it there. She's like, oh, you don't need one at the house. I'm like, no, I do. I do. Uh, but then uh, it switched from Genesis to sega saturn and so like that's my favorite system of all time sega saturn is the like greatest gift that mankind could have ever given us because uh the composers that they have on every game especially like clockwork night nights into dreams panzer dragoon like music to me in video games is very important because i can play a bad game with good music for a long time (laughs) Right. I'm audibly yeah. satisfied. Keeps you going. Yeah, but a good game with bad music, I'm like, oh, this game's done now. It's now it's mediocre. But uh but music is so huge because it can take moments that are supposed to be like grandiose and make them even bigger. And like it can make you cry, they can make you happy, they can make you laugh. Like so and Sega Saturn was like the best system for music for me of all time. So sure. that that's that's my system. It's awesome. Overall. Is is Sonic Two still like your game, or is there another yeah. game that has captured like your interest mm. in the years? I know Sonic Two was the first to hit me like that hard because obviously I played all the stuff on uh, uh, regular Nintendo and everything. Um, 
River City Ransom on regular Nintendo captured me in a different way because it was like fighting. Um, yeah, so that's that's my that's the best NES game to me. Um, but I don't know if anything has ever hit me as hard as, as Sonic Two hit me, and that's that's intense because I was, I thought I was like seven, seven or eight, and sure. so like I don't think you can get those kinds of childhood like feels when you're out right. of that zone. So yeah, Sonic maybe 2. maybe Pokemon Go is doing that to some people. Like, I think so. It's definitely bring, doing a lot. <laughs> What um, I'm still jumping around. Uh, <laughs> who is the most requested person for Up Up Down Down, and have they been on? Have they not been on? Uh, people request Becky a lot, Becky Lynch, and so when I saw that, I was like, ah, oh, we're gonna hold her episode hostage, and you're gonna get us to five hundred thousand subscribers. Sure, yeah. <laughs> she goes, oh, legit. I can't do her accent; it's bad. But she just uses a bunch of like awesome words that people don't right. use, but they sound perfect coming from her because she's yeah. like so like happy and cute and bubbly. But then she'll like murder you. It's like <laughs> she's she's jacked and she's awesome. She's one of my favorite, my favorite people on the roster. She's so cool. Um, but uh, yeah, they're requesting her. So like we did her episode, and when it was finally like released, uh, people just requested her again. Okay, so it's like I didn't see that one. What did she end up playing? So what did we play? We played Mortal Kombat X. Okay. Yeah. And so... Was, she was down with that. that yeah. Was... Yeah. She loved it. She likes the, the fatalities and the x-rays and everything. Oh, okay. So um, that... Um, people request... Who, who's been big? It's mainly like... It's mainly Becky because the episode that we did was, was really solid. And then um, Sasha versus Bailey because I periodically do... Uh, like fights between them they did mortal kombat x as well but it was like billy sasha three because they had the two matches like right in the ring um that and then miz as well but as far as people that get asked for a lot it's it's becky bailey sasha and miz because uh miz and i had a very intense battle in street fighter 2 uh where he put up his uh intercontinental championship that was hanging on his wall and i put my 2k championship that was hanging on my wall uh, up for grabs, and I just e honded him into the corner <laughs> and just hundred hand slapped him and just made a fool of him. And he was All so right. upset. And there were people that were online that were saying, "Oh, you know that's so so cheap." Blah 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 blah. And my thing is like, it's not my job to not use the move. It's your job to learn how to make me not use it. Right. Yeah. So if they didn't want it in the game, they wouldn't put it there. And it's like <laughs> it's such like a scrub tactic. But like, if you can't deal the scrub tactic, then why should I give you anything better? So that's it, true. To yeah. me, it was just to disrespect him. <laughs> and so uh, people asked for him because after I took his Intercontinental Championship, uh, we made a bet for his U.S. Championship. So he's going to take that off of his wall, and I'll take that too. So uh, we'll play Street Fighter V, I believe. So people have been waiting for that for, for a couple of months. So uh, it'll happen eventually for those of you who are waiting. Okay. It, it'll, it'll come. All right. What's your relationship like with other video game websites? So you've been doing up, up, down, down for over a year, mm-hmm. but like we've seen you on Giant Bomb, we've seen you, you know, appear here and there elsewhere. But like, how does that work for you? Are they ex- dying to have you on, or is that something you want to do? I wouldn't say dying. <laughs> I feel like I've I've built a good rapport with a lot of people uh, that do uh, gaming stuff. So like, uh, so it's very fun to do stuff for each other. So like, uh, when you mentioned uh, Giant Bomb, I met a bunch of those guys. And they're all big wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah. So I met them at a wrestling event before I was doing the gaming channel. And so uh, I want to say it was SummerSlam like three years ago uh, when I met Alex Navarro. 
we were it was like the mid middle of the day and one of them walked by me and he's like hey you know i work for for giant bomb uh or it was dan he was like oh i work for game informer i'm like oh cool let's talk and so we exchanged numbers like right then i was literally in passing and then that night like we were having dinner and um that's when i met alex um and just like a bunch of the giant bomb guys and we started talking about like how we love like ps vita and they're like oh you actually like play games we didn't realize i'm like no i love games so then i would do like a top 10 games of the year for them every like december right um, yeah and so then other people started realizing like oh like woods is actually like into video games and so uh just talking through people um essentially through that venue like like I said, I built a good rapport with a good amount of people. And then so I started up, up, down, down. So I was able to say, like, hey, guys, can you help me out? Can you give me tips? Like, can you watch this stuff and tell me if it's any good? Do I suck at this? Like, what do I need to change? Like, or am I just not cut out for this? <laughs> like, so um, people have been really cool with helping me. And so helping me in figuring out how I want to do what I'm doing on my channel and helping me and get to get the word out by having me on their podcast, by having me on their channels, by, uh, you know, doing interviews with me and stuff like that. So uh like you kept you you mentioned giant bomb i've done stuff with greg miller at kind of funny games uh stuff with uh vernon at hot pepper gaming like everybody's been so cool and uh it's nice because we all have stuff to talk about and it's like all of the people that i very much enjoy are always at these gaming conventions so like i'll see them and i don't realize that they know each other too and then it's just like a big group of like a bunch of people that I've met within the past like three years that have become very close friends that are like near and dear to my heart. So it's it's nice that I've been kind of like accepted into their world. That's I guess. cool. That's awesome. Let's run down a couple of Pokemon questions. Let's I guess this it. is a Pokemon podcast. Let's do it. You said your favorite Pokemon is Butterfree. Yes. Are, do you, are you do you have a 3ds? Are you yes? I do. Up to date I have with two that? 3ds's actually. I have one uh, with the uh, the Pokemon. Uh, who is it on the front? Um, the red one. Uh, Evital Xerneas? Maybe. The huge legendary bird. From X and Y? Yes. Yeah. So I have that one. Um, and then I also recently got one with a capture card. So okay. that I can like film stuff because the new River City Ransom is coming out soon. I wanted to be able to capture it. Anyway, so I do have a 3DS. Sorry. Yes. Are, you, Sorry. are you up to date with uh, the games? Have you played like X and Y or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? Or? I've played X and Y. Uh, I played Omega for a little bit. Um, and then I haven't played anything because I, I heard about Go, and so I actually stopped playing all games because I was like, "Well, it's not going to be better than Go." And my <laughs> friend's like, "Oh, they're re-releasing like Red and Green." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just waiting for Go so I can play in real life. That's all I want." Right? And, yeah. And so it's not that like I don't. It's not that I dislike these games now. Like all I want to do is play Pokemon and Go. Right? Yeah. No, that's exciting. <laughs> that's kind of how like I knew you were super into video games, and then I went back and I was like, "Okay, like he's tweeting about Go because." Like there's, it's one thing to ask somebody who likes video games to be on, but like if they like Pokemon, like that's kind of yeah. the sweet spot. Yeah. Um. So, I, are you following Sun and Moon at all? Are you excited for those, or is it not right, really? You're it's, right it's on the legit Pokemon Go. Like I'm so honed into this because like like we talked about, like I don't have like a ton of time for stuff, but like I've carved out a good amount of time for Go, especially because like since on a mobile device, like I've got my phones like glued to my hand at all times anyway. Right. So if I can flip it on and track some steps and get some kilometers in and hatch an egg then i'm happy and i can catch some stuff and I, it's cool because two people that don't play the game that i hang out with when they see it they go holy crap that's awesome and they download it too so again back to bringing people together through pokemon uh it's it's cool for that yeah and and that's what we kind of said earlier where like i started the show because oh if you play pokemon you must play it competitively but it's like yeah. no there's so many more aspects yeah. to this so I, I we have a i have a couple listeners that are like i don't get what 
the go aspect is about like why are people so excited when there's these new pokemon games on the horizon and it's like, i'm i'm excited for those mm-hmm. and i will i will play 100 plus hours into those which yeah. is probably small for some people are like <laughs> only 100 um but like to me it's it's more the community and now i see yeah. that with go whereas like my me and my friend alex were walking around uh cincinnati cincinnati <laughs> uh so uh centennial park we were walking around Centennial Park and two guys just came up to us and they were like, oh, you're playing Pokemon Go? And we're like, yeah, who are you catching? Uh, we're, you know, we're looking for Machoke right now. Oh, we're looking for Psyduck. Have you seen him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we caught him like 10 minutes ago. It was just like that cool interaction. And yeah, you kind of get that with the 3DS community. But like, yeah. I don't know, it's because everyone has smartphones and everyone can get this game and there's mm-hmm. no like paywall preventing people from playing it. Yeah. And right now it's everywhere in the news. Like you see articles like girl found guy murdered by playing pokemon go or like here are the top five pokemon go hot professors like it's like everyone's like (laughs) trying to find a way to talk about pokemon go in the most absurd way but at the same time like that's really cool that so many people are excited yeah and pokemon's very based on community so 100 percent. yeah i think it's it's cool because it's what we've always wanted like since the first time you saw pokemon and you see like ash throw a pokeball you're like what that's awesome and now, like, you feel like you can do the same thing. And even on another aspect, so, like, we were kids when that came out. And so now the fact that, like, we can not only play this as adults, but then there's some adults who watch Pokemon who have kids now. So, like, they can all download it and they can still play the same game that they love, like, with their kids. And they can get them outside and say, like, hey, let's go for a walk around the neighborhood. Now we're exercising and we're catching Pokemon. Yeah. Now you want to travel and now you want to be outdoors and now you want to, like, get fit. Like, I saw a meme and it was like uh, Michelle Obama took her eight years to get people, to get kids outside exercising. Uh, Pokemon did it in 24 hours. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's cool and good on so many levels that like, I don't think that people really, I guess, I guess we're ready for it to hit them this hard. Yeah, I probably lost five pounds of sweat. Yeah. Just in sweat yesterday walking around. And you're not even thinking about it because you're playing a game. Right. And and I was well, having you're not, so you're, ca- you're, you're catching Pokemon. Right. So it's not a game. Yeah. And we're in Atlanta right now and it's so hot. And I was like, I don't care that it's hot. I just want to go outside. I want to hit up these Pokestops. Like, this is my route. I'm going to circle back. Uh, it was it was probably some of the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. Um, on just a game that, you know, at, at its core, Pokemon Go is kind of pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But. And people are like, well, you know, it's it's not that. It's if it wasn't Pokemon, it wouldn't be that great. And yeah. they were they're they're probably right. Like yeah, if it 100%. wasn't Pokemon, it wouldn't be that great. But at the same time, like what other game got me to go outside in ninety degree weather and yeah. like I was still having the time of my life, mm-hmm. and I'll never lose that memory. No, no. And the th- when people say that kind of stuff, it always is weird to me because they say, oh, if it wasn't Pokemon, it wouldn't be that great. Yeah. But it is. <laughs> so it is. So why are you even saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I uh, where were we? We were in Tampa on Tuesday night, I believe it was. So um, we get back from the show and get to the hotel and everything. Or Thursday, yeah. Get done with everything. Thursday, like, yeah. That's when the game dropped. It's like uh, maybe four in the morning, and I get to the hotel. I'm so tired, and like I kind of park the car, and I just to I was like, oh, maybe there's like a Pokemon in here. I flip it on, and I see. Like, there's a Pokestop, like, down the street. And I was like, <sighs> started the car, <laughs> drove down there, flicked it. I was like, okay, I got a few Pokeballs and a potion. And then I was like, there's a gym down there. 
And I drove around for an hour and a half. Like, why? <laughs> why? I just drove around, stopped, collect stuff, drove around, stopped. This morning at the airport, like I told you, I left my hotel at four in the morning to get to the airport. And I had like 20 minutes before boarding. And I realized along the whole walkway is Pokestops. I just walked the whole, it's like, a, it's like half a mile that I walked yeah. there and back, just like with a cart in my bag. And I'm on the like moving sidewalk, hoping that that counts as steps towards my, towards my <laughs> eggs. And literally there's, there's only people at my one gate because that's the earliest flight leaving. And so people are cleaning and um, the, this the guy like passing like a Zamboni looking thing. And he sees me looking at my phone. I look up at him and he goes, and just nods at me. And he then knows. he's like, without saying it, he knew. Oh, you're here for the for the Pokestops. I got you. <laughs> yeah, when we were walking around outside yesterday, a homeless person came up to us and was like, what is this game everyone's playing? And I was Jeez. like, whoa. <laughs> so we like chatted with him. He was super nice. Yeah. He, he was just like, and he like he actually like understood it and he compared it to a scavenger hunt. Yeah. And he was like, it's like a it's like a new day scavenger hunt. And I was like, you're that is a good way to explain it. And 100%. We, we talked with him and it was like everyone knows about this yeah. it's crazy <laughs> it's great are there other people uh on the roster other wrestlers that are yeah. excited for so, going uh, or like you're gonna so, go with a walk with the rest of the new day after okay so i'm trying to get <laughs> kofi to get into it but kofi only likes to have like one or two games on his phone that he plays because he gets super addicted to games very fast okay like the mobile mortal Kombat game he hasn't stopped playing it. <laughs> that's that's all he does if we have like a any like 30 seconds of downtime he's like oh, i can get a match in he does that so he gets hooked um E, uh, we play Clash of Clans. Okay, yeah, uh, I was gonna say people. I know you guys so, have like a, the Nikki Clan. I think yeah, it's called Nikki Clan. So it's it's very serious. But uh, I think uh, one of the guys just dropped out because Pokemon Go got too serious. And uh, I'm not saying I'm dropping out of the clan, but you have a new commitment. Yes, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a, there's a few people like Breeze is gonna start playing. Um, Sasha Banks plays in Mikazi. I saw her tweet so, about Go. Yeah. Are these now? Are these like? Do they? Did they have an interest in Pokemon or, or like to you? They're like this is what's rekindling. Uh, Sasha did definitely, and then Breeze like he he loves like all video games. He plays everything. So okay. Uh, so he legit texted me because he saw my stuff. He's like, hey, so what's Pokemon Go? See, I'm like, just making a list of like the next superstars I get on the yeah. show. Like, <laughs> Sasha Breeze. Well, yeah. As far as Pokemon, yeah, I think I think it stops there. <laughs> but i'll ask around for you all right all right cool uh i don't have much else i don't know if if there was anything you wanted to like pimp for your up up down down anything come in or um no it's just all the same stuff <laughs> no uh yeah if you if you enjoy the conversation then make sure to go to youtube and search up up down down and then hit that subscribe button <laughs> Makes me real happy. We're almost at 600,000 subscribers. Um, we might hit it by the end of today. So that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's just all video games, all sorts of stuff. Um, whatever is kind of hot at the time that I'm into. Um, I don't. I try not to like shill things. Like, hey, you should play this because this is hot right now. It's like, no, you should play this because I really enjoy it. Right. Like uh, there's a game called uh, Android Assault Cactus. That's on Steam. It's like a bullet hell game. And so uh, I, I went to, I, I downloaded it and started filming stuff. And one of my friends was here. They're like, why are you playing that? No, it's like, it's not trending or anything right now. It's like, I don't care if it's trending. I like it. Right. And I want to play it. Like, it's not going to do a lot of views. And it didn't do like a ton, but like it made me happy to make the video. Yeah. Because, and you got to play it. Exactly. And there's a few people who are like, oh, I didn't know about this. Like, I'm going to try it out now. And so like that, 
on the inside like makes me feel good because then hopefully uh the people that made that game get a few more bucks in their pocket and hopefully like something to gearing toward them towards to make it uh, gearing them to make another one there we go sure yeah. yeah is there any games like you're looking forward to after well now goes out so yeah that's gonna take up everyone's go time, is taking taking my life is there anything coming out this holiday or anything that you're looking uh, forward to mafia three okay so that comes out october i believe um it's going to be disgustingly violent excuse me i belched very violent and um it's set in like a like new orleans type of area um where you are i don't know if i can explain it how pg the show is it's pretty pg but we 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 bleep or um cut what's needed um it's a show where you're getting back at people who have done you wrong because of the color of your skin in certain parts of the game Okay. And it makes me very excited to be able to do that in a video game. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so uh, that, um, Sea of Thieves, it's a game where you're a pirate and you sail a ship with yeah. other pirates and do stupid things. I don't have things. an Xbox One, but that game yeah, makes me want awesome. an Xbox One. Yes. Um, everything that's coming out with Square Enix, that's like my favorite video game company. They make everything. So they make Final Fantasy right, and yeah. all that stuff. So um, Final Fantasy Remake, when that comes out in like 17 years, um, Final Fantasy 15. So that'll be dropping like fairly soon. Um, so excited for those things. It'll be, it'll be new cool. legend of Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. New Zelda. I didn't get to play it at E3, unfortunately, but I get to like see it and that it's like gorgeous. See, I purposely have like avoided it cause I didn't want anything. Oh yeah. I didn't want anything spoiled. <laughs> I was like, I already know I want to play it. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to convince yeah, me. You, you don't have to tell me anything <laughs> about it. Um, then there's a new river city ransom game coming out on 3ds. Uh, I think that comes out in like two months. But uh, but yeah, just there's there's stuff on like all consoles all around that's just gonna be good and fun. So sure. get all the consoles and play all the games. Right, cool, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time of out course. and recording with us. Of course, so thank you for having me. Maybe we can do some more stuff in the future. There will be some some Pokemon Go content yes. definitely coming probably yes. before this though. Probably, but, but if you haven't seen it already, check our each other's YouTube's. It'll be on either yes. one somewhere. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. This uh. <laughs> How should I end this? How? This, this is what, the end. This is the end. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to end this. Uh, so, <laughs> just like this. This is perfect. Yeah, just like this. We will just end this here. We'll be back after our break with our Pokemon of the week, and uh, we'll probably cover some emails too. So we'll be right back. Oh wait, hold on. Do you already know the Pokemon of the week? I don't. Do you want to request it? Yeah, Butterfree. All right, we will be back. <laughs> After this break, and we will be doing Butterfree yes. as our Pokemon of the week. Yes. And we are back from our final break here to bring you our Pokemon of the week, which if you listen to the interview with Xavier, oh, sorry, Austin, these, these double names. <laughs> if you listen to the interview with Austin just now, you would have found out that he requested for Butterfree to be the Pokemon of the week. 
And I don't think we've done Butterfree. I don't think we would have. Butterfree is the butterfly Pokemon. Number 12 in the Pokedex knows the abilities Compound Eyes or Tinted Lens. Evolves from Metapod starting at level 10. Butterfree's wings are covered with poisonous powders that fall off continuously as it flies. This powder repels water, enabling it to gather honey even in the rain. Butterfree will roam up to six miles from its nest in search of honey, which it carries with the hairs of its legs. It consumes saps from the trees pierced by Heracross, as seen in the anime. Butterfree is found in forests, but has, but has also been observed flying near oceans as part of this migratory breeding pattern. And I think uh, we all know Butterfree from uh, Ash's Butterfree. My computer does, apparently, based on the sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I do remember that episode. That was the one that was really sad. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye, Butterfree. Mm-hmm. Although, wasn't it just like one up? Is it the same episode or like one episode prior where he trades it for Eradicate? And then it was like, I brought, I shouldn't have done this. What have I done? Ah, uh, that episode where where they were on the SSAM, I think. Yeah. I think it was the next episode. It might have been two episodes after where. Well, no, he wouldn't release the Butterfree and then trade it. Oh, you're saying two episodes after the Eradicate one. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Because I thought he was, it was so weird when I was a kid because I was like, why did we just go through that thing of Ash realizing he doesn't he he like that there's something special about your own Pokemon. Then like two episodes later, he releases it like shouldn't you have more time with that character? I thought that was just weird. Even when I was a kid, I was like, I don't feel like that is the the best narrative choice to really show the, the Ash and Butterfree arc. Yeah. <laughs> So Caterpie was the first Pokemon that Ash caught, and then yeah. it quickly evolved into Metapod, and then there was what everyone remembers, the the Metapod versus Kakuna. Was it Metapod versus Metapod or Metapod versus Kakuna? Metapod versus Metapod battle, where they just used Harden over and over with the bug catcher guy. And then yeah. Butterfree evolves, and he rarely uses Butterfree in battle, from what I remember. And then yeah, I, I don't recall, yeah, a lot of Butterfree usage. You're it, correct. Yeah, it, it was more of like Butterfree put these Pokemon to sleep because Team Rocket, blah, blah. It was, it was not battle. It was just like utility, utility use. And then you get to the SSN where the Radic, where Ash is impressed by the Radicade because any Pokemon impresses Ash. And then you get yeah. the the gentleman. The southern gentleman who's like, well, I'll treat... I can't do a southern accent. Where he wants, wants the Butterfree willing to trade the Raticade. They go almost to the trading park. They do trade. They do actually yeah. trade. Yeah. And then while the ship is sinking, they trade back. And yeah. then two episodes later, we see a pink Butterfree, which is supposed to mean it's female, apparently. Even though the games don't reflect this. Butterfree falls in love and Ash decides that love is more powerful than anything and that's when he starts crying and then as a 10 year old you're crying too because you like Butterfree and now Butterfree's gone. Sounds like sounds right to me. I just thought it was really weird that they would have the whole thing of making you feel sad that Ash got rid of Butterfree to <laughs> I, end, of, end the episode be like just kidding Butterfree's back and right. then 
briefly after that. Just kidding. Butterfree is gone forever now. Like the, the order <laughs> of the episodes just seemed weird. The anime does a bad job at encouraging training, trading from trainer to trainer. Because the first time we actually get a real trade is in the SSN. And then yeah. 10 minutes later, Ash goes, no, I want that trade back. Which is exactly what kids do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just traded you my Mewtwo card for Growlithe because I like Growlithe more than Mewtwo. And then 10 minutes later, like, oh, but I want that Mewtwo card back because it was actually like shiny and this Growlithe is not. And then it's like, no trade backs, no trade backs. And Ash gets his way, which is fine, but it the the show does a real bad job at at encouraging trading for for that being such a big aspect of Pokemon. Yeah, but another big aspect is battling, and I believe Travis has a move set. I do. Is this uh, singles or doubles? Yeah, singles. Okay, I cool. Don't, I don't know, and I mean, I've played doubles in VGC, and I I had a Pokemon showdown team this year for VGC, as as laughable as a format that was this year but um but i don't know enough about doubles to just take any given pokemon and and tell you how it how it fits so the thing about butterfree is that it's it's one of those pokemon that has low stat totals but is compensated by access to some great moves and a great ability it's not great enough that it is able to break out of its low base stats it's not that good but um, because it has access to a move not a lot of Pokemon do that's very great, namely Quiver Dance, you can do some fun stuff with it. What, a, what ability specifically? Oh, Tinted Lens. Got it. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, though. Okay. Uh, Quiver Dance. It's like Dragon Dance, um, but it boosts the user's special attack, special defense, and speed. So generally, unlike um, you know Swords Dance, where if you're slower, you can use Swords Dance... You take a hit because you take a hit before you use Swords Dance because you're slower. Uh, on the next turn, unless you have have a priority move, you might not even be able to use that boosted attack because you're still slower. So you get two hit KO'd. That's why moves like Dragon Dance or Quiver Dance are great because it also increases your speed. So you're likely to go first on that second turn. Um, and because Quiver Dance also gives you some bulk, you can maybe even get like two attacks two. Um, you can even take another hit, perhaps, and 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 fire some more back and sweep more Pokemon. So the idea, though, is that because Butterfree can't really take any hits, its special defense isn't bad, but its HP and defense are, are low, and its typing is pretty terrible defensively, uh, considering how prevalent Stealth Rock is, and it's four times weak to that, and it's weak to Fire, and it's weak to Electric, you know, uh, it runs the gamut. So what you want to do is have it set up as as more of a cleanup sweeper you've already used most of your other pokemon you've taken down a few of your opponents one of your pokemon dies you get a free switch into butterfree you can set up a quiver dance and then hope hope that you've already taken out all of the things that would check butterfree and you and and you've played the game such that you prioritize taking out the pokemon that would be able to stop uh butterfree with quiver dance then when you do switch into to Butterfree, you can just set up a Quiver Dance and hopefully take out the entire team. So the move set to enable that is obviously Quitter, Quiver Dance. Uh, Sleep Powder is good in case you don't think you'll be able to survive more than one hit. So you put them to sleep and then you Quiver Dance on the turn that either 
A, they're still asleep, or B, they switch out. Um, and then you can do one of your two attacking moves, which are going to be Bug Buzz and Psychic. Because it's not like Bug Buzz, or it's not like Butterfree gets Hurricane or anything that could utilize the, right. the flying stab. For item, um, most places I see recommend Life Orb, uh, which is probably the best choice. Although there is something to be said for Focus Sash. Uh, yeah, Focus Sash. And the reason for that is that there are going to be a lot of instances where you can't get a Quiver Dance off because Butterfree isn't bulky and it's just going to get one hit KO'd. And it's it, it's not something, it's not like it's fast enough that you could take something out with an unboosted move because its speed is only 70. So it really needs that Quiver Dance to be able to uh, sweep at all. Uh, so Focus Sash would help in that you get a guaranteed not guaranteed, and I'll go into that in a second, but an almost guaranteed Quiver Dance, and then you can dish out a Bug Buzz or a Psychic. Um, the problem is that you're probably going to come into some sort of... You're, you're probably going to hit Stealth Rocks, or you know you might have some some like priority move that, that chips you down and then uh, finishes you off the second turn. So it's not guaranteed, um, but I could see that potentially being useful, um, especially if you're really counting on Butterfree to take out the other team whereas life orb is i guess a more consistent item in that it's probably going to be helpful in a few more situations but if you're counting on butterfree to be the sort of ace in the hole then perhaps um focus sash would be a consideration the ability is tinted lens um over compound eyes tinted lens makes it such that moves that are resisted that aren't very effective um when butterfree uses those their damage is doubled. So effectively, if it's not very effective by half, it's as if it's a normally effective move. And then moves that are quadruply resisted become as if they're half resisted, uh, which means you don't really need to care that much about Pokemon resisting your moves because right. it's, you'll get neutral damage anyway, which is great. It's a fantastic ability. And then timid nature is what you want to do. Uh, modest is too risky because you're not going to outspeed anything with modest, really, or at least anything, anything relevant. You'll still outspeed defensive Pokemon. Um, and then just two fifty-two in special attack and speed, and then four in like HP or defense or something. That's Butterfree. Cool. Butterfree has a pretty decent shiny. Instead of red eyes, they're green. Instead of blue feet, they're pink. Wings are uh shade of red instead of a shade of blue but it's more of a pink butterfree isn't it it is yeah Yeah. butter butterfree was the first pokemon in the anime to have an alternative color pink uh this has been seen in a single female and unlike shiny butterfree which has green eyes and pink wings butterfree only different differed in its pink body and wings because in the anime it was the body was pink butterfree has been trained by four quote, important trainers in the anime. Uh, Ash, Richie, Solidid, and Drew. I don't know the last two. Yeah, they must not be that important. Right. I've certainly not heard of Solidid. Solidid? Uh, I'm not seeing the text, so if, if I'm just copying Steve's mispronunciation, it's, on, uh, it's not on me. Ready for it? Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Solidad. Ah, okay. I still like, don't know who that is. Yeah. Like the, Soledad O'Brien from the news. <laughs> All right, all right. Butterfree shares its category. Don't know who that is in the Pokemon <laughs> anime, though. Butterfree shares its category with Beautifly. They're both known as the Butterfly Pokemon. 
And finally, Butterfree can see be seen parallel to Beedrill. Both of their unevolved stages evolve at level 7 and again at level 10. They both go through a metamorphosis-like evolution and have the same base stat total of 395. Beedrill is also exclusive to Black and Black 2, while Butterfree is exclusive to White and White 2. And yeah, I think that sums up Butterfree. I'm looking at this anime character, Solidid. <laughs> Solidad, it's a woman's name. Solidad. It's also a word in Spanish. Which I was... I think it's typically a Spanish woman's name. But is, doesn't it mean alone in Spanish? Uh, not the way it's spelled, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm going to look up what word I'm thinking of. Soled. Is it Soledad? No, know. it's with an I, not an E. Soledad with an E is what I'm thinking of, is loneliness. Or solitude. So it's, yeah, very close. Uh, she debuted in Japan on June 15th, 2006. The United States, December 11th, 2006. Which, with Advanced Generation series. There you go. And I believe Drew was also in there. Drew lost to her in the contest. Anyways, that's just some anime, some anime lore. Calling, I, calling either of them an important trainer in the anime is going a little far. <laughs> maybe, maybe we we just don't know advanced generation well enough. Maybe they were really cool. I, I I assume that anyone that appears in more than one episode is considered important. Yeah, which it seems like these two did. But uh, that wraps up our show for you guys. A little bit longer show than normal. But uh, hopefully enjoyable. I think Travis asked some great Pokemon Go questions and was he set me up to they set me up to tell some good stories that I had. So much appreciated. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> if you haven't done so already, you can uh, leave us a review in iTunes if you want to help out the show. It helps a lot, especially uh, with the Pokemon Go boom that has happened. If you if you, if you if you if you made it this far and uh, you haven't done so yeah please just jump over to iTunes leave us a review that helps a lot that helps other people find the show easier. If you want to support our podcast in a different way, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com/itssupereffective. If you donate at least a dollar a month, you'll get access to our Slack community, which has at this point 200 members, but I think I'm inviting three or four new members today, just recent Patreon backers, so a big shout out and thank you to our Patreon backers. If this was your first episode of It's Super Effective, hopefully you enjoyed it. There is much more Pokemon Go content. If you go back, there are five journal episodes that are about 25 minutes long each. And 224 was Will and I talking about our first impressions with Pokemon Go. We will have more Pokemon Go stuff coming this week. Keep your eyes to our Twitter at Pokemon Podcast or just to PokemonPodcast.com. We do have a YouTube page that has a video version of the interview I did with Austin if you wanted to check that out. We also have some more videos, YouTube-specific videos that will be up on our YouTube that was Austin and I hunting Pokemon down in uh, Centennial Park. Uh, as well as if you are a Dungeons & Dragonites fan, our uh, recap episode just went live last night. So that's about an hour and a half of us talking about the season. If you haven't done so already, uh, Dungeons and Dragonites was 12 episodes long. It's about 20 hours of content plus an hour and a half recap season. You should check that out in iTunes. From what I hear, people liked it. <laughs> but otherwise, thank you, Travis. 
Yeah, no problem. Oh wait, can I plug something? Yeah, plug plug away, man. I I edit a podcast at work called Common Ground. There's like twenty thousand podcasts called Common Ground, uh, but we named it after a thing we already do at work, so that's why we went with the name anyway. Uh, the logo has a big C and a G. If you're looking on iTunes, that sort of interlock into a Venn diagram. The idea of the show is to look at pretty diverse political and cultural stances to sort of just show the 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 landscape of ideas specifically in american politics um and so if that sounds at all interested interesting to you i'd I'd really appreciate it if we gave the show that that pokemon podcast bump uh so that i can brag about it i guess to my boss um (laughs) so check that out we've interviewed like ej dion from the Washington Post. Uh, Maureen Corrigan is the book critic for NPR's Fresh Air. This guy, uh, this guy, that's such a terrible way to introduce someone. Uh, Daniel McCarthy runs the uh, like paleo conservative magazine, uh, the American Conservative. So a uh, variety of opinions there and political positions. So if you're interested in just sort of seeing what the political landscape of America right now looks like, I'd really appreciate it if you downloaded it. Common ground. Sweet. Awesome. Thank you, Will, for being here. No problem, no plugs. No problem, no plugs. Will's motto. Uh, Travis can be found at the Travis W on Twitter. Will can be found at Washing the Sink on Twitter. I can be found at Dragging a Lake. Otherwise, you can follow the podcast at Pokemon Podcast, Facebook.com slash PKMNCast, PKMNCast.com. We'll be back next week on Monday. Like always, we've been real good with our schedule. But otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Mimikyu. What a dirty dog. (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 ha.